Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Thanks to our new sponsor here at CORE, Factor. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash CORE50 and use the code CORE50 to get 50% off. You know what I'm thinking about right now? Tell me. Taco stand back home. Hello and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for September 14th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger here talking about uh, video games, stuff we played, things that are being talked about, reviews, news, all the fun stuff. I'm very excited about it, but I got to share with you guys uh, a little story, two stories, quick one. I was walking the dog before the show, quick half hour, not, mm-hmm. you know, no big deal, right around 3.30 or 4.30, I went out there and just... I said, let's go. Weather's beautiful. Come on, dog. Let's go. Now, normally, my dog, Rainer, Jim Rainer, the female dog, will take a dump or a pee, walk a few feet, and then pretend like she's burying it because she still has some innate uh, wolf-like instincts. But it's all broken. She's not burying anything. It's sometimes cement ahead of her or grass on a whole other patch that we way past where you would bury it. So a lot of dogs do this, right? It's just kind of a busted instinct. Well, today... She takes a big old, wet, horrible, greasy poop in the grass, and I'm getting the bag out to get it ready. I'm trying to find that, you know, you're finding the edge, and it's like, gosh, dang it, was this the back of it? Is this the front? And I'm peeling it and poking at it, and then I finally get it open. Right as I open it, I look down, and she's doing her instinct, but she's kicking the poo out into the street, and a whole hunk of it went on on the side of somebody's Acura going by. <laughs> well, it, it put a poo on his door, and he didn't notice. I'm not going to do anything. That's one less to pick up, I guess. He's going to yeah. see it later and be pissed off, but whatever. It was so annoying. But anyway. I don't feel bad for people in the cars. I know they're expensive, but they get wear and tear. Yeah, plus it'll come off. Yeah. Poo's not permanently damaging. You'll get it off. Unless it well, yeah, it was a wet poo, so no denting. That's good. I also did something this week that I wanted to share, and it's this. My my wife spent six days. Uh, watching her sister's kids. She has five kids at home, one out of the house. So five kids all week. It's a lot. Uh, ranging That's from age lot. of four to 16 and a half. All right. So big range with those kids. Okay. The 16 and, and a half should be able to help a bit though. Uh, he does. He's great. Old enough. In yeah. fact, he's the one I talked to. He's a great <laughs> I was going to say, you think so, but I keep telling myself that and uh, I keep seeing no hope on the horizon. <laughs> well, when they get to be that old, they are much more helpful, hopefully, uh, it depends on where their heads are at, I guess. But the problem is it's not technically legal for them. If something went wrong, uh, 
his parents would be in huge trouble. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag. So that's why she was there. She's mostly just making sure everybody's eating and you know getting home from school and getting to football practice and all the stuff they were doing. Six days of this, and I'm over here not with Kim. Well, we all got together for a soccer game. One of the kids had a soccer game. And at the soccer game, I just, as a random aside, said, Luke, he's the older one, the 16-year-old. I said, Luke, uh, what are you and your friends playing these days? What do kids your age play these days? <laughs> what do the children do? And I said, he goes, he even made that joke. He's like, children, kids. I'm like, no, you know what I mean. You're six, I know you're cool and you're 16, but you're still a kid to us. I said, so what are you guys playing? And he basically confirmed what I already believed, but he says that everybody in his school without any exception he's aware of, is playing Fortnite, Minecraft, sometimes Warzone, and Call of Duty. And that's it. Like, it's all Minecraft, play. Warzone, and Call of... Call Sorry. of Duty, Warzone. Yeah. So Fortnite, there was Minecraft. a Fortnite, Minecraft, that, that adds up. That makes sense. That seems right, but it... It's basically the same in this household, except replace Warzone with uh, Rocket League. Oh, and- right. That's right. I forgot your kids were getting into that. But also, wasn't there a Roblox thing for a while? Or did that get... Roblox has kind of phased its way out of the house. Sometimes it crops back up. But right now, Fortnite and uh, Rocket League are the big ones. Interesting. Um, uh, and uh, Stardew Valley. Were, and were, was your response discussed? Um, no. You're like, oh, you got to play some real games, young lad. I did but. not. I said, that's interesting. Why is that? And his answer to me was a very honest one. He goes, um, I only work part time and at night, and it's like two nights a week, and I don't have enough money to buy like bigger or better video games. Is what he said. Parents can't buy games. I mean, I mean, damn, can. son. Like, I like, I never got everything I wanted either. But you know, I did get to play some Final Fantasies and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, once in a while, I think, see, that's what it felt. It felt different because when I was a kid, I'd save a bunch of money and then I would buy that NES game that nobody would buy me. Yeah. And I well, would beg for Christmas, like birthdays and Christmas were always like a guaranteed. Right. But I, but also, know, but look at it this I really way. wanted like, a good, go, good chance I could get it, you know, go yeah. stand in front of a store and look sad in the hopes that some <laughs> well-to-do affluent person would buy you the game you want. Oh, that sounds like a thing that would work every time i don't don't recommend zero percent you don't recommend any didn't stop me from doing it never worked yeah we don't recommend any kids uh, wait for strangers to buy them treats no that's not a good no it's not don't do that it's not a kind of trade you want to live with well uh, hey this is one being clear it never worked but you know it did work this was my method it worked on my parents extremely well i discovered that if i talked to them about a game i did not have non-stop eventually to get me to stop talking to them about the game they would decide we just buy it all this conversation about us hearing about a thing we don't want to hear about <laughs> will go away <laughs> so what it you're was saying, a slow roll didn't get immediate results but you could wear them down yeah. like like the mighty yeah. river carving through a canyon you would eventually get there sure i think i need to have kids it's kind of unfair to my unborn children that they don't get to be born because i would let them miss school and play video games like I I would be borderline abusive in that direction. I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, school's great and all, but did you finish your Final Fantasy Rebirth homework? Yeah, 
it's like uh, let's play. I'm Mr. Like, Schwartz. I don't want to play video games anymore, Dad. I don't want to do arithmetic. Mr. I want to Mr. go to school. I want to learn. You're going to finish. That's right. You don't even know what happens to Aerith. Yeah. No Zelda. <laughs> I could see it, though. They come to your door, Mr. Schwartz. Um, we've been informed. They're here at the Canadian Educational uh, Ministry. We've been infor- informed that you are forcing your kid to play Final Fantasy at night and not do his homework. Well, nobody wants me to, nobody wants to, to let me hang out with their kids unsupervised. <laughs> Not for the usual reasons where you're like, that guy's like a pedo, and so let's keep him away. Right, it's like, right, no, right. He's, he's going to corrupt the kids and give them all kinds of crazy ideas about staying up late. Like, I, I'm an adult, and I get to play video games whenever the hell I want. You should tell your parents. You know, like, I'm just going to create so much bad influence on them mm. uh, because I feel like, I mean, I wouldn't be cruel, but I would be playing games with my kids, like, for sure. Of course you would. I, I mean, never, I, I never I, had that. I did the same thing, and I was really leaning on that front when my kids were of the age where you have to worry about it. But my nephews and my nieces all think I am the coolest uncle for no mm. other reason except for when they come here, they get access to it all, and they can play, and they get pizza, and Kim feeds them. They think this is freaking Disneyland when they come over here to my yeah. house. You know? I want I want to I want to be like that. I want to be Disneyland. Oh, it's man. so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> Especially when you have no like when it was your own kids, it'd be like, oh, I'm taking right. proposals. I'm taking kid proposals. All right. So, ladies. It is a little different when it's your own kids. Ladies, we Well, heard you. I mean, when you see when you see the results, when you go, "Man, look at that. I'm cool. Look how cool I'm being." And then the report cards come home and there's Cs and Ds. Yeah. And you have a visible representation of the areas you're failing at as a parent you're like oh, cool i'll just teach you to be youtube there's a stars. price for my coolness <laughs> like, i guess i'll be like you don't need that high school stuff let's just get you a youtube channel let's go yeah <laughs> yeah it's not that thing's not saturated or overly competitive at all so you'll be able to fit them right in if there's one thing that's true about youtube it's that everybody who tries succeeds <laughs> get them started early that's a, you know just like nfl football if you want to play in the nba Everyone succeeds. They all get Everybody it. Everybody does it. Everybody does Everyone. It. Every single one. But I'm with you, Bo. I, overall, my my philosophy was, what's going to matter more when I'm on my deathbed? Will they be more fun? Will, will it be more of a good memory in their head that I was lenient and also broke some rules to have some fun with them? Or will they be going, I'm sure glad he rode my ass until I graduated and, hate, and I hated every second of it. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to do the other thing. They're going to remember the good stuff and how fun you were. Yeah. And how I you mean, were, I, don't, I, I don't think these things are also entirely unavoidable, too, because everyone's their own person and they got their own doors to walk through, even your kids. So no matter what you do, there's going to be something that maybe they feel. And, you know, it's. Yeah, I'll come out of the shoot different anyway. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much variability to all this stuff that, you know, but. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't particularly love the whole messaging I had when I grew up about life is work and you suffer till you die. And, you know, I was like, that's not true. <laughs> I don't like it. Either. You know, like people that there's, there's a lot, I, mean, I know lots of people like that who define themselves by their suffering. I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> you, know? you uh, guys suck. I'll be here playing this video. I do. There's so many of them. It's, and it, you know, I'm not going to live their lives for them. They can believe whatever they want, but man, it just sucks getting raised by that. So, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, all that, all that, I'm just saying it's sad. It's unfair to them because, we could be playing Baldur's Gate together. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to play Baldur's Gate with my kids. With a kid, yeah. Would you be romancing everybody left and right though if you had your kid playing with you? Say they were it's ten. Funny. It's funny because Mike is my friend. Mike is playing with his son, yeah. and we're all kind of like, I don't know if you want to do that. At, you know, there's like Viscera World in Act Two. He's like, does it get really bad? And I'm like, yeah, it gets terrible. You shouldn't play it. But 
the cute parts are really cute. You talk to a blue jay and, you know, like there's like lovely things in it. But the romance is avoidable since they nerfed sex in Baldur's Gate 3. You know, you just. Yeah, there's no more committed relationship <laughs> to Gale because you asked him how his day was. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing. Like, you see mommy and daddy, like, you know, kissing or just, you know, having a close moment. They're not banging, but, you know. Yeah. I, so some yeah. of the intimacy is not, like, <laughs> so <assume>. foreign. <laughs> it's not so foreign. Well, well, no, because it comes up. We were talking about this because like, I'm, I'm just like, because I, I heard my parents, like, banging, like, all through my childhood, right? Like, not, they didn't know, but walls can be thin in a house, right? So yeah. this is like. You like oh there's bang oh what's that noise in the house and I hear things and I'm like what are these mysterious noises and frozen in terror and it's like it's fine it didn't traumatize did me. everyone the, in the chat room's like yes you are you turned out crazy but at the end of it but, does your dad go in the other room can you hear him go you work too hard and then you die Was that his- <laughs> well no not during not during sex okay not good during, that no no That's it was good. more just you know just making sure. You just know. breathing and grunting and yeah 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 no I figured yeah. I just was hoping his big final thing was something like that or like HVAC's got a pro- get a filter for the heater <laughs> oh I see when and it, in his climax moment he's like I love air conditioning yeah repair. exactly <laughs> yeah where's the yeah. freon the freon anyway <laughs> the freon is free don't know why I went there um but anyway I yeah, think you're no. right you know I look you're you're one of those people you remember me my dad you grew up in a pretty stringent zone and then you broke those chains and i always admire that my son-in-law uh dylan is like this grew up in a shit show and he's one mm. of the nicest most generous kind-hearted people i know so there are times in my life now there's three of you i've known who figure this out all the sit not all the siblings some of the siblings go just as bad or just as weird or just as whatever and then some of you you break free and i think yeah. that's what you did and i like that about you well, thanks. Yeah. I like that about you too. Oh, thanks, man. And John, John, I think broke. And John free. too. John broke free because he's he, so free. Look at his world. He's like lives in he lives on Cybertron. Now. You know why? Because yeah. he he, he <laughs> whittled so his free. parents he down. Left the planet. He whittled his parents Cybertron. down until they acquiesced and gave him whatever game he wanted. Can I see your shockwave? Can you show me your shockwave? Whoa, is this a? Yeah, you it's not a euphemism, is it? So. Yeah, please. It looks so cool. I have to see your. Oh shockwave. my gosh! Look at this, you guys. Holy chat shit. room! Oh, if you're listening only, you're missing out. This statue. Oh, where are we going? Yeah, there we go. go. That direction. Look at it. It's got like art How lines. How is that not a cartoon like in real life? That is crazy. I agree. The only thing I don't like about it is it, is it confirms the fear I had that I put his gun on the wrong arm on the drawing. Well, you want to know something crazy, Scott? Mm. The first uh, Marvel Comics sketch of Shockwave, the gun is on that arm. Oh, well, then I don't feel bad. Yeah, you're, you're, good. Good. you're good. They're Transformers. You can transform. Yeah, you can take one off, put it on the other side. Let's just yeah, say that that's retcon it and say that that's true. also. I believe the Michael Bay shockwave had the gun on that arm. Oh, what's it made of? Is it like pewter or is it because it looks like it's made out of paper, but it isn't? It looks it's heavy, like you know, yeah, it's heavy, it's a heavy duty. Hasbro has a whole line of really nice replicas, it must be one of those. Um, uh, this one was beautiful. from I don't think it's by Sideshow, but it was from Sideshow Collectibles. Oh, Sideshow's awesome. Dude, that's not cheap, that thing right there. I mean, I'm no. not trying to call your wife out on no. the money she threw at you. <laughs> it wasn't expensive. <laughs> it was it was supposed to be a Christmas gift. She was gonna wait till Christmas, but she she got into the like she went to the website and it said only a few in stock, and she went, shit. <laughs> so she bought it. 
Because it was intended to be a Christmas gift, but then because, you know, Christmas is still a little ways away. I don't know if you're all keeping track of this, uh, but we got a little ways to go. She goes, I guess it's a really expensive anniversary gift. Mm. I was like, all right, we'll call it that. And you can just get me sh- something real shitty for Christmas. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll just, that, that, that's what we'll do. Sure. Can I ask you a question, though? Do you ever yeah. feel like the need to balance out all the Decepticons you have with Autobots? No, not really. Like, the Decepticons are just clearly better characters, like, overall. Oh. Like, I mean, if I was going to list all Neil my favorite. Jack will remember that. <laughs> if I was going to list all my favorite Transformers, I don't think we'd even get to an Autobot until number four five yeah like hmm. it's I hear you. not I high that. yeah and I even then you. it's just... optimus prime like it's just like the given good guy yeah, yeah. they don't uh, really so... have plot lines of their own since they're not trying the whole point of the decepticons they're all backstabbers so they have their personalities come out in that sort of yeah with those objectives but they're just literally there to all help each other so lame it is kind yeah, of I mean, I think the Autobots are okay, but especially in the early stuff, like they're just all on the same. Yeah, they're all on the same team. So it's just yeah. like, well, which one do you do you like? Yeah. <laughs> which color car do you like? That's your then pick that Autobot. Yep. Uh, I do like Grimlock. I have a Grimlock. Let's see Grimlock. Well, I will say right, um, right later iterations yeah. don't Grimlock. Yeah. Later iterations don't focus them on him as much, but like Ratchet's a pretty important Autobot. I like Ratchet. Yeah, I like Ratchet. Right. Uh, I like uh, Jetfire, even though that's kind of like saying I like the Decepticon. That's an Autobot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like? Um, oh, I can't. Iron, I like Ironhide. Ironhide. Because yeah, I like Ironhide. Ironhide Ironhide's a guy you want. You need. You need your tank. And I know Optimus is kind of your tank too. He's the guy that always says, "Let's bust some Deceptive Chops." Yeah, Deceptive <laughs> Chops. <laughs> I like Wheeljack because I like his little uh, his little headlights, uh, fins, whatever you want to call them, whatever they are. His yeah. little pointy antennas that light up. Yeah. I think that's great. Those are cool. Um, he's good. Like there are good Autobots, but I, I just think like my number one is Shockwave, and I always say this is the reason he's the most alien robot of all these alien robots. Yeah. Like, that's what they are, and he looks like an extra one of that. He never went and uh, caressed, like, a, a, a Bronco and then turned into a car. Like, he never bothered. <laughs> no. He, he just, just stayed on Cybertron and held it down. Oh, I will show you one other cool thing about this statue. So you can change uh, one of the hands. It came with an extra hand. What? Can I dual wield? And here's the cool part. The other hand for yeah. Shockwave yeah. is him holding a gun. But the gun he's holding is the gun he turns into. What? So it's kind of like getting a second shockwave on top of your shockwave, because this is technically what he transformed into. Just a larger version of that or the same size as that? Is he shrinking? Yeah, he down? used to just turn into a giant one of these. Okay, so maybe he's just see, like, there's well, the I've... little There's the little pack thing, the little band that would go across the, the arm and yeah. all that. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like shockwave holding shock. Yeah, he's got uh, a sidearm when he needs it, and then when he wants to go big power, he turns into it. That's yeah. that's my thinking there. Just doubling up, it's fine. He's a cool yeah. guy. It's all uh, it's all crazy, but yeah, Shockwave and Starscream are my favorites. Those I think those are the two best characters. In They're my favorites. And then number three, Soundwave. Soundwave's great. And then maybe number four, Optimus. I think I like Optimus a little more than Megatron, which would probably be number five. It's a good list. Yeah. I think I'm right on that list as far as my top. It's pretty close. I might swap around Soundwave and Shockwave. That's Sound- Megatron number one. Megatron's pretty great. 
I like him a lot. The biggest problem is I think what he turns into, especially when he used to turn into a gun that someone else had to shoot, was really stupid. Yeah. Um, but I think he's part of the appeal now. You know. (laughs) Yeah, but also Soundwave fighting with the power of cassettes is pretty stupid. But we loved him because he was by your command. Like he had this badass voice sounded like a Cylon all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was his big draw. If it was just a guy that was like, Hey Megatron, I got an idea. Eject. And out comes, you know, one of the things. Check out my radical tape, bro. Exactly. That would have really sucked. Like we would not be talking about Soundwave with hushed tones, but because he's cool, we'll, we'll forgive the cassette life that he lives. Anyway, that's fantastic. Uh, Let's get right to it, though, folks. We got a main topic today. Uh, you know, Unity, the the engine, you may have heard of it, uh, Unity. Not to be confused with the end, uh, the story, there's a story point in Starfield. You're always going after what's called Unity in Starfield. This is different than that. At least the one in Starfield is... Maybe it's a veiled message. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> They're hiding it. Um, this is Unity, the engine, and they have decided to be really, really weird. Um, I thought there's lots of ways to describe how their plan is supposed to be implemented, but I actually thought maybe the best way to do it would be some audio I created from the Red Hook statement. Now, if you don't know who Red Hook is, they're the developers behind Darkest Dungeon uh, 1 and 2, both games mm-hmm. created in Unity. And they put out a no statement way. today that's fantastic. Uh, so I thought, let's hear that statement, but with the voice of the Darkest Dungeon narrator. Oh, shit. With a little Whoa. bit of this. Whoa. Of course, Scott, you went to the actor. Got full permission. requested to use. 100%. Not true. So, And this is, <laughs> you got, yeah, I said, hey, I got a great idea for you. Yeah, yeah. And he just shot this project back because he cared so much. Let me make, let me, so I, w- I would like to make this extremely clear. I one-offed his voice in AI. I will use it for this purpose only. And then I will throw it out when I'm done. I already have, actually. It's gone. But it's enough to record this line so that you can hear this in the way it should be read. So we got some nice, creepy dungeon music. This is right from the game, actually. This is from uh, one or two. And uh, I will now let Red Hook have their say in the in the stylings of the narrator. Here you go. We at Red Hook know something about madness. <laughs> Much like Darkest Dungeon, game development is a dynamic and challenging effort where tough choices must be made using imperfect information. Making and releasing a game is an uncertain endeavor with treasures never guaranteed. But that uncertainty should lie in the marketplace, not with fundamental business terms around which a project was built. We believe Unity has made a grave misstep in introducing a poorly thought-out fee mechanic, and then compounded that threefold by making it apply to games that have already been released. We are sympathetic to the idea that companies must sometimes change how they operate, but these changes should be carefully planned, communicated, and enacted in such a way that partners may choose whether they wish to accept these new rules for their next projects. We built Darkest Dungeon ill-using Unity, and a large part of our decision to do so was the relative cost certainty around the license and subscription model. We've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on licenses, and far more than that in engaging Unity to help us with parts of development. 
It is hard for us to imagine building another game with Unity, unless we know we are protected from the possibility of massive changes to how we pay for that technology being introduced at the whims of executive management. Part of game development is knowing when a mechanic is not working, and then having the courage to swallow your ego and undo the mistake. We call on Unity to recant this blunder. Recant this blunder, says the dev who has the perfect uh, <coughs> games to talk like that. Um, anyway, they, they described it really well. Basically, the way this works is you're a developer. Let's say Bo, he's making, he's making Lake Run. If he was using... Making Super he, Lake Run. Yeah, if you were going to make Super Lake Run in Unity, as proposed, this is what the rules would do to you. Uh, in I guess in theory, because they're not actually applied yet. And I keep thinking they're going to walk it back, and they haven't yet. And we'll get into that. But it would require you, every time somebody installed the game, you would pay a fee. And that means if I own the game and install it on my new PC and then, and then think, oh, that's fun. I'm going to continue this on on my Steam Deck. That counts as another install. Me uninstalling it and reinstalling it counts as another install. Every time somebody installs it via Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, various PC services, a game they already own and install and reinstall 100 times over, you, the developer, are now on the hook to pay whatever that fee is going to be somewhere between 20 and two cents well not game pass but yes the the now they, they have did, well they we'll get to that walk yeah. that around a little yeah, bit. yeah this let's not get lost in the weeds just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is this is a moving target right so you that's initially how this came out and they said no it would be a first time install only kind of deal and everyone's like well how do you know and they're like well the software is proprietary we don't want to share algo so trust me bro yeah which already made made some people go. Wait a minute, Unity's Unity's basically got a little bit bit of built in malware in it, where it can tell when I've installed something or not. And I think that may be a little hyperbolic, but it's true. I mean, these engines know what you're doing with them, and some of that data is reported back when you agree to a lot of the EULAs these days. Some of that is some of this reporting, this data reporting. Yeah, I think so I think that. what's got a lot of the developers up in arms about this issue is that none of it is explained because what they're doing, the rev share is like an existing system, right? Yeah. Like industry wide, there's, there's, um, a way that everyone goes about agreeing upon metrics for how many sales, right? Like actual tangible sales or revenue is like a number that's, there probably still can be like disagreements about numbers, but like it's the established norm just in terms of how much money did you earn? You owe us this percentage of it. Right. Right. And they're like imposing a new infra carrier infrastructure, a new toll gate around, no, no, we're not going to do rev share. We're going to do installs. Well, like you said, like if my computer's offline, you can't track that install, by the way. No. Not that it's not likely in this day and age, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of questions about you're proposing a whole new system of monitoring and tracking and that introduces a lot of uncertainty and the company's response has been like, that's eh, proprietary. Yeah. Just trust us. We'll have, we'll, we got your back. <laughs> trust yeah. us. The bill we send you is going to be in your best interest, uh -huh. not ours. Yeah. We're just going to send you the bill. Now, if you've it, ever, if you've had phone service, the best thing I can equate this to is phone service. I know a lot of people now don't have a home phone anymore, yeah. but even on cell roaming charges, cell phone charges, 
I'm sure many of you have had to dispute something that looked fishy because you were sold one thing and had to pay a different thing. And that's what game developers are looking at right now with this is that they just don't know and they're not being informed. And how do you make a business plan around that? Right? Like mm-hmm. you could be, you, your metrics could say a hundred thousand installs. They say 200,000 and then you say, no, sorry. Then they're like, well, no, it's 200,000. You got to pay. And maybe that 200,000 breaks your budget and you can't pay salaries, you know, or whatever it might be. Like it, it's the, uns, the system is so poorly thought out, communicated. If it was a good system, maybe it would be something that, you know, could be implemented, but it's terrible and it's uncapped. Rev share is capped always at the percentage, right? You earn so much revenue, yeah. your rev share is that cap. If you're doing it per install, like some of the examples you brought up, people have mentioned, what about pirated copies? What about, um, like you said, multiple devices? Some people reinstall, install their games all the time. Like there's just so many vectors for, like why did you pick installation as your gateway? Why not the actual point of sale? Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what is happening in your brain? And it's like maybe they're trying to capture the free-to-play market. So free-to-play app developers are like, so if I, you know, ship out 10 million copies, I got to pay for 10 million installs right away. And who knows what my conversion rate and revenue is going to be on those premium, like, sales, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. F that. And I don't think that they're not... They're, they're going to look at, like, those... Sale, like, that's so weird. Like, why would they want RevShare? Don't you want a percentage of microtransactions? Like, mm. so every, everyone... When this first came out, I clearly saw it as like, this is like the shittiest thing I've heard in gaming in quite a while. <laughs> and yeah, like, I, was, I wasn't I was 100% sure. I was pretty sure. But to see companies come out in solidarity and like shit all over Unity, like several of them now. And even Jeff Keeley was like, he's like, he, his response was like, what a joke. Like everyone's talking shit about Unity is just how bad this is. It's, yeah. It's actually awful. kind of a big deal for him to say that because Unity spends a decent amount of money to be one of the co-sponsors of the game awards every year. Yeah. So. Like you're, you're, you speak up publicly at a business partner, you're jeopardizing, you know, it's not normal for a company to, to companies to actually come out and do this, to give you a sense of how. I'll tell how you the part that shouldn't is. surprise anybody though. None of this should, should surprise anyone, anyone knowing who the CEO is. CEO is John Riccatello. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because he spent years at EA and was famous for some of the worst, most egregious bullshit ever come out of EA when it comes to microtransactions. They almost screwed up. Uh, he was part of that whole Star Wars Battlefront mess. Um, all that crap. That's him. He is, he's noted for a couple of really interesting quotes that really piss people off. One of them was, if game companies aren't charging for every possible microtransaction they can, then they're effing stupid, he said once. He also said uh, relatively recently before leaving and coming to, to Unity... He said that if he had his way, every time anyone reloaded a weapon in Battlefield, whichever version it was, he would make he would make money on that. He wants to make money on every time somebody reloads a gun. I mean, he's open, openly hostily uh, aware of his love of this part of the business. So having him get get pulled over to Unity become the CEO, and now this stuff's starting to happen. There's been stuff before this, too, that was fishy. But this, in particular, sounds like the dude from EA again. That's all this is. It's him being him. And it's a mistake. They, they, Unity should uh, jettison that bastard. Give him his golden parachute and move on. Get someone else. They've, 
they've reportedly added his picture to the Wikipedia page for on the subject of greed. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think that. he's just like a greedy mofo. Like, you think Bobby Kotick's bad? Like, this Riccatello guy's like, hold my beer. Like, yeah. like, just even even the notion that someone should pay money on a reload and a gun is like, he's, he's like a, you know, demons, like, they just, they are their stripes, like whatever, you know, if they're a sex demon, that's all they want, think about all day, or if they're a greed, de- he's like a greed demon. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a literal demon. And, and I understand um, in the in the system we have of keeping shareholders happy and stuff, you, you, you kind of want a greed demon, but this is so far overstepped, I think it's almost, it's, a, it's just a massive mistake. And I can't believe I mean, they haven't walked it back more than they have. They've done a couple of things, but they should walk this shit all the way back to the People need board. to stop using Unity. Well, like well I mean that might that out. might be what happens. Uh, I'll give an example of something that just feels a little similar to this, but smaller scale. Um, a while back, uh, there's a there's a mod I used for Final Fantasy 14. It was or used. It was called G Shade. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show or not. Um, but it is basically a mod. Uh, that allows you to change, and not just for Final Fantasy, for a lot of video games, um, the graphic settings uh, to make the game look different, mm-hmm. um, better, more vibrant, adds more color, sharpness, stuff like that. Just make the game graphically more visually appealing. And it was by far the most popular mod for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, the owner of G Shade got into a pissing match and got upset online. I'll just do the short version of it and basically said, uh, well, he actually did it. He found a way to install a, essentially kind of like a kill switch. It's been a while since I talked about it, so I might be getting parts of this wrong, but essentially he put a kill switch in the code for versions that he felt might be pirated and then said he could do that. He could install whatever he wanted on users, computers, Obvious dumb blunder, bad Jeez. idea, and it resulted in nearly everybody leaving G Shade and switching over to Reshade, which is what G Shade was based off of anyway. Reshade is a kind of more open source. Usually, you use it for uh, a large variety of games. Everybody moved over, and even though he didn't actually do it, and you know, walked it back and was like, ah, "I don't know about that." Um, it it ruined faith. If somebody says, hey, look, I'm going to do something, and it is an obvious blunder, an obvious stupid decision, whether they ultimately do it or not, you can kill your brand from that. Oh, Even yeah. if Unity tomorrow comes out and goes, oops, we hear you, you know, puts up a JPEG on Twitter. Well, we've heard your feedback, and after a lot of soul searching and thought, we've decided to walk this back 100%. If you're an indie developer, are you ready to just go, oh, they learned their lesson. No. Let's keep going in Unity. No, yeah. no. Like, I, I heard these from These sorts three... of decisions can be immediately ending to a brand because if you're crazy enough to attempt it, you're crazy enough to attempt it again. I got three separate messages from three separate small indie devs who follow the various shows on the network, and all three of them are around the clock converting to unreal because of this yeah. on games that were already sewn up and done. Not ones that are already working on that may be happening too, but these are games where like, we're done. We used unity on this project. We're converting it, taking it off stores in some cases, and we'll put it back up when it's ready. 
um, the dudes behind uh, Cult of the Lamb are threatening to d- straight up delete their game and uh, make it so nobody can install it. There's ways to do that. I think it's a joke. You can never. It's a devolver thing, so I don't know if that's serious. But well, it came I directly think, out of them. I think so. Cult I of the Lamb uh, said that they were joking. Oh, did they? Yeah, they, I had. I have really heard cool. that they have said that it was a joke, but a. They were joking about actually doing it. They're not joking about the how they feel about the decision. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think okay. it was meant sarcastically, like, you know. The article, <laughs> like, I, the article I saw, they were acting like it was, they were pretty pissed. But this, then maybe this has all changed. Um, I mean, it's a joke now, but if a company is affected by an old title that somehow has a research, that Unity thinks has a resurgence in sales, and it causes them debt then games will get taken off. <laughs> like it, it may ha- it might happen. Um, I don't think, I, I think the ideal scenario is like in a perfect world, unity knows what they're doing and actually it's not that bad. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's but a nice engine. The, it's, the, it's the, people like the it. The problem is n- nobody has assurances on it being uncapped. It's trust me, bro. It's not going to cost you that much. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's and everyone. Shit. No, and nobody's listening to Riccatelli or Riccatello or whatever his name is and going <laughs> like, "Yeah, I trust that guy." <laughs> I like Riccatelli. Let's call let's call him that. It sounds like something I want to um, order at a restaurant. Yeah, I know. It made me think of there's like a yeah. What is Riccatelli. it? Catelli. Catelli is a brand. Oh, Catelli. I'm thinking stuff. of something else. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. like their history is interesting. They were such a cool underdog back in twenty was it two thousand five. Things started for them. And when they began, they were uh, they were like a Mac only thing. They were trying to bring more graphic fidelity to to Macs at the time, Power PCs and early Intel stuff. And then they graduated on to all right, let's get this out on on Windows and everything else. And now let's do phones. And they were this underdog. It was like Unreal and Id Tech Three or whatever at the time. All these big monster companies are just lording over the industry and controlling. The, the flow of, of, you know, engine resources. And along comes this upstart, this underdog called Unity. Then it's in the name. It's Unity. We're going to unite everybody. And we're going to make this amazing thing. And everybody went, yeah, you are. And we loved it. And from 2 to 3.0 to 4.0 and beyond, everybody was stoked. And then why would you, why would you shit on that amazing prior... Uh, reputation you had the, the, the leadership change because like, i i've seen interviews with that guy i don't know if we brought it up on the core on core before but like he also like thinks indie game developers are stupid yeah like he like he doesn't care like if all the end of, all these indie game developers are like we're leaving because you suck he's like yeah go cry like get the get that out of here don't close let the door hit you on the way out like i don't i only think he's interested in the big contracts anyways for sure they're going to put on their bibs and wine and dine their biggest clients. And it's not indie game developers. They give a rat's ass about them. It's probably whoever's huge on their mobile. Those mobile developers who think like uh, Joe Catelli. I don't know what his name is anymore. Ron, <laughs> you know, John there are developers. There are people at game developers who think the way he does. And maybe we'll see in the future. It's not something that is like really valued as a free to play indie developer space kind of thing anymore. You know, like I could see them still surviving. I could see this still becoming the norm for them, for the clients that they keep happy. Like I, that's, you know, I still say if you're an indie developer, you shouldn't use unity. You should use Godot. Like I'm now that having used it a bit, unless you really know what you want, um, the number, you know, the payoff at the end is much worse using something like unreal or unity. And with unity now it's a, I don't, I would be fearful 
for what else is going to happen. Yeah, there's, at least Unreal is consistent. You know, like there will be an exodus toward those engines. I'm sure there already is, but um, this is interesting. So John Riccatello, for some reason, they don't have his exact age. So it says he's 65 or 65. That's a weird entry. I don't know why it says 65 <laughs> twice. It's already a scam. It's already a scam. But him, Riccatello, and like a number of other top executives at Unity all sold a, t- a shit ton of stocks before this announcement. That <laughs> smells like borrow. Can I borrow your tinfoil hat, Bo? Because that smells like bullshit to me. Not, not I mean, if it's real, it seems like them gaming the system or at the very least padding things because they're expecting a drop with an announcement like or this. Or maybe they're doing for a favor a friend who's going to short them so they want to bring the stocks down because someone else is going to make money on the short. If that's the like, case, I then- feel like that happens a lot. I'm, I'm still convinced that Elon did that to some extent too. Like some Saudi prince or some business contact benefited from the Twitter dropping in price and, you know, someone owing you a favor that can be valuable depending on you know what i mean like Mm. it's like the stuff that goes on at that level i'm like once you've made your first millions or you have 10 million like you're doing it for fun like you're doing it for vanity you're doing it for vision you're you're playing in a different uh, league of play that we pleb you know plebs poor people we don't understand and it just looks like stupidity but yeah you know i i think people at wizards might have done it for that reason like you have to be so stupid to have done that to the ogl yeah that it's almost like it looks like deliberate stock manipulation yeah this reminded me a lot of that when we talked about that some months ago Um, you know and and like so i look at this and i'm like that's the tinfoil hat part that oh this is just intentional because someone's going to profit from the dip in stock price yeah but um i mean i i i tend to think I mean, you, you're not wrong. Like, there is a degree of it's like you look at people making weirdly stupid decisions and it's like, but they're so rich. So how can they, if they're stupid, why do they have so much? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sure, I, I've seen plenty of people fail up. I've worked at enough companies to know that sometimes the people, the very pinnacle of your business are the dumbest people in that building. It happens. But at the same time, um, to me, I, I think in this case, I think we've seen it with Elon Musk on Twitter. I think you have a lot of people that are trying to make a lot of money and they have zero creativity and they are not capable of thinking of an actual way to do it. Mm. And this is what they got. And it's they 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 come to the table because to them it's like, but this'll 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 make profits. And they don't see the details and the minutiae in it. They don't see the forest for the trees. They're just like, well, we ran the numbers. This will get us money. And I, I think that, again, you see it with a decision like this that pisses off all of your customers and possibly kills your brand. We'll mm, see. It's mm. it's still going. Yeah. You see it with Twitter right now. Like, Twitter is monetizing things that already exist. Like that, that has been the monetization strategy of Twitter is take it away from them and try and sell it back. That that's not a genius move. That's somebody that doesn't have a creative idea that made a decision and is just trying to figure stuff out. It's like, I don't know, shut down tweet deck and then see if they'll pay us for it to, to come back. Like it's just a lack of vision. It's just like, how do we get the numbers and they can't come up with anything? That's my read on it. I genuinely think these people 
don't know what they're doing. They're good at making money. They're not good at understanding what they're but doing I guess in that, the space. That's the sort of like why I think what I think, John, because like because it's it so defies the insidification of at like good services so defies like common sense that the end game is that it is profitable. Like and us being mad about that stuff is part of the churn. Like it's all part of Somehow the now it's part of it. It's know. it's just part of it's a Tuesday. It's part you know, yeah, us being I mean it could be the, yeah. the they burn an effigy now and then for insider training, someone gets slapped, but for the most part, uh if we're distracted with uh the usability's bad, they're like sweet, they're not paying attention to what we're actually doing. Great. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I just I assume it's not as simple as like it sucks because it's still standing, it's still being used. Yeah, it's and still I'm pretty there. sure Unity's still going to be a game engine that some developers choose. You know, even in spite of all the protests. But man, like that's a it's a crazy pr- for installs. Like it's so crazy. Like it is so crazy, right? Like it's just no, it's insane. No, it hundred it hundred percent is. And I, I don't I want my PC to, reporting uh, back. No, you know, I was no. listening to Jesse Cox talk about it, and he brought up something that I hadn't even thought of, which was a lot of these games that are made in Unity get offered in free bundles, whether that's to support a charity or part of a big package deal, where the developers go, you know what, we want to support a cause. Here's codes to the game at no cost. If those get installed. You're They're all installs. Yeah. The developer is now going to be charged for that. And now you're disincentivizing developers to support causes, to contribute, to be parts of bundles. And for me, I, I never really intended for this to be my soapbox, but it has kind of become my soapbox on this show. I don't give a shit about the businesses. I, I really don't. I, I don't like them. I do care a little more about the developers but even developers i tend to go your job is to make good video games and i'm not going to give you much empathy beyond that i care about the end user experience that's your job that's who i that's who i care about is what is being delivered and what people's experience is and we don't know how that's going to trickle down people people who are defending it are like well it's probably not going to be much of an extra cost if they decide to pass that cost up to the users people are mad cuz video games got $10 more expensive recently <laughs> like yeah, yeah. any amount of money increase if that gets passed to players is going to be a problem if you are going to basically tell somebody who wants to make a free to play game well, we're going to be coming for money and they don't know how much money they're going to make. Who do you think is going to pay for that? <laughs> it's going to be us yeah. in yeah, one way or another. In one way or another, we pay for the it. Trickle down. For yeah, sure. that, that's the trickle down. As far as trickle down economics go, that's that's the one version of trickle down that actually does trickle down is the costs end up in our, our lap at some point. Yeah, when one business charges another and that business doesn't want to pay more either, then the customers will pay. That's, no, every time. That's just the way for, it goes. Like all, their, all the thefts against them. We're uh, just in this new we phase. Just, we just we're in this phase right now where it's like, let's nickel and dime everybody. Let's get every little bit we can netflix knows that yes some people will cancel when they raise their service another two bucks but enough people will stay and we can introduce this and this and this and we'll show a profit um so they're comfortable doing that i'll bet riccatello and his people think that this will people are up to their neck in the unity environment with all their projects they cannot afford many of them to pivot and go go to something else and so he's counting on that He's counting on people yeah, yeah. going, oh, I can't do this. I can't afford I guess I'll just have to stay and do this. I guess it's better than redoing it. 
That's what they're counting on. And that makes them gigantic, throbbing, engorged penis dicks. I freaking hate these guys. That's where the expression, no such thing as a free lunch comes from. Like, we can evangelize Unreal and um, Unity all we want, but they're it's not a free lunch. Like you're like, Oh sweet. I'm going to learn this system. And now I've spent 10 years learning it. And now I'm ready to actually release the game and make some money. And then it's pay up time. And you're like, well, but I, I didn't make that much in sales and you're, you're really going to take, Oh, okay. You know, like it's, yeah. people always ask, yeah. why do, why do companies that are big enough to do it? Why do they invest in their own engines? Whether that be the no, creation engine of, of Bethesda too. or like, Blizzard yeah. always does their own engine, except by the way, uh, Hearthstone is Unity, so that's interesting. I mean, it's um, a lot of work to make your own engine. No, it is. That's what I'm tools. saying. The companies like that it's... can afford it and do it, do it for this reason, though. They want control of it because if they don't have control of it, then you got guys like Riccatello in the background going, we're changing this and this and this. I'll bet you money if they don't walk this back, Blizzard announces they're going to switch to another engine for, for their two their two Unity projects are uh, Hearthstone and the new thing you're playing. Um, Rumble? Rumble. Those are yeah, both. Better stop playing it. Um, Blizzard might kill it. I don't. But again, it, ABK might might get a sweetheart deal. Like they're big enough that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, this I'm, is this is not necessarily a bad deal for big games. Like a lot of financial things, if you're big enough, it's not a big it, deal. It might you know, be it, like it is a biggest problem for smaller small devs. It, yeah. it could be. I think ABK is going to handle this behind closed doors. We're not. There's not going to be a public statement against Unity. That's you know. And out of those negotiations, they can sign, like, just because they have a default pricing policy doesn't mean that a very valuable customer deciding to pull out isn't going to get a different price plan behind yeah, the scenes. Different yeah. attention altogether. Yeah, so they'll, be, they'll get exclusive contracts, and I think that's the only people that Riccatelli cares about anyways. It's the, you know, any gambling companies, because they make a lot of money, any um, big AAA corporately traded companies who knows what's going to happen with the microsoft i know we're talking about game pass and those games uh affecting installs because do subscription service game offerings count as installs i mean well they said that it won't to the devs they said they're going to charge microsoft for it but then what is microsoft's response when they are picking what games to court for game pass and you look at a Unity game and you go, oh, we're going to be footing the bill for installs on this. Are they going to want it on Game Pass? Like, that's the problem. It's so much uncertainty because of how it's built. We don't know. Yeah. And so and then, there are well, people can, out there that are yeah. using the don't know to be like, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal. That We don't know. It's, like, it's, 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 it's unclear. Just, there's yeah. so much, because it still leaves so much room for the other side of this, which we haven't talked about, which is install bombing and install terrorism. Like, let's say we know that Microsoft pays per install. So, and let's, let's say I'm a bad actor. I don't think we'll ever do this, but I'm a streamer. I know a lot of, I have a lot of viewers and I'm like, go to your Xbox and install every single game. If you install the same game, they can detect it, but make sure you install everything in that Xbox library and tell all your friends to do it. And then you tell a hundred thousand people to install bomb that like there, that alone would be terrible, but yeah. there are people who can write virtual machines and have 500 virtual machines running and do all kinds of installs on Steam and stuff like that. And and who knows what else they can get up to. Those keys that fall off trucks mm-hmm. and get sold on G2A and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe somebody gets a hold of a pile of keys and installs a whole bunch just to be a sh- like, this is, it's a whole world of like disaster just because that guy wants more money and doesn't want to actually think of a good solution. Like it is a shitty. So- and they <laughs> claim that they're going to have fraud detection to prevent right. exactly that. But once yes. again, it's the people sending you the bill that's saying, trust us. We know you have if, a guy that wants yeah. to monetize every single clip that gets fired in or, or, or mag that gets fired because yeah. uh, apparently the internet's very strict about this. I don't know if you know, but anyway, he wants to monetize every bullet in call of duty, but we're going to trust him that he's going to do some, some dutiful accounting and yeah. send us a proper. Yeah, and he's, and he's, expressed his, he's got your back. If he's the fraud ex- software was auditable, then maybe that's well, a maybe, story, but, but like, they're but they're but not telling not. us. They said no, it's no, no, no proprietary. It's, it's proprietary. proprietary trade secrets. But here's the thing. <laughs> Gosh, dang it! It makes me so mad. It's hard for me to even say the words. It's so stupid that oh, sorry. Go he on. hates. He said out loud, in in almost the same words, he hates indie devs. He hates yeah, the indie scene. Yeah. He hates the whole idea of small groups or even one person, your your Stardew Valley types, to have some success with an idea and take the world by storm. For some reason to him, that's either small potatoes or they're only ever one-offs and there's no room for this. Well, it should all be giant corporate stuff. Yes. And, well, and that's where he's being stupid because most of the big games started as that. All of them do. Like, they like, all start it, it, that like, way. Yeah, maybe all of them. Maybe there's one or two that don't, but a vast majority start as indie studio. Even World of Warcraft was a bunch of dudes who might have been fired, right? There's like, oh, we're making an MMO. Hope it goes well. You know, like it's not like, you know, but so it takes those people because usually those creatives and innovative people get bored at big companies and move on. I mean, Richard Garfield's a good example. Inventor of Magic left Magic like very early on. It's, you know, Magic's still around making money, but the creator didn't stick yeah. around. He didn't want to be part of a bureaucracy. He made other games. He's just like, I make shit and move on. And I think, yeah, I think that's sort of like where gaming has become so huge that you can have these like, um, these like uh, humanoid shaped warts that like, join the gaming industry and bring their dumb thoughts, their dumb wart thoughts to it. And yeah, I, I just think this is so stupid, even for someone like that, that it, like it is in part like intentional for some reason. Like there's some, in, there's intentionality behind this. They can't be that dumb. Yeah. And you're talking about that. I, I refuse money. to believe that they're that dumb. You know, you know, when someone lies to you and you're like, I know they're smart enough that they know this lie. I'm just, I'm just buying it. And it's not really, you know, happens all the time like yeah like they're not that dumb like as much as we hate them and want to think of them they're not that dumb something about this is working out in their favor but they are that big a dick so they may not be that dumb but when i say they're a huge dick they're bigger than i say they're huge dicks gigantic the only thing that usually stops these things is the outcry this outcry might actually stop there might be enough there's internal revolts for sure at Wizards. There was internal revolts. I over guarantee they are here. I guarantee. Like, and and I think that's the case here in Unity as well. Yeah. Um. But um. I don't know. I still think there's intention. I, I don't think it's just hubris. I think there's a little more to it. I just think it's stock manipulation. I mean, Elon's been accused of it a hundred times. He sends out a tweet. Tesla goes down and he cashes out. He's been accused. I don't know if he was actually convicted, but it's come up multiple times. Many times. Like they, they are playing like weird games that your anger is just like a blah, blah, blah. Oh, like yeah. And all matter. you Elon stands, you don't have to email us. We know how you feel. Okay. 
Yeah, it. whatever. You got your website. Like, enjoy. It's fine. Yeah, go have your fun and do whatever you do. <laughs> exactly. like, have fun. There's a whatever. There's a little. There's a little bit of knock on from this. Unity canceled the town hall. Um, they John Riccatello was set to address employees Thursday morning. That was supposed to happen today, but they had uh, in this company wide all hands on deck thing was canceled, and two Unity offices were closed because of alleged and they say, um, reliable alleged death threats. So. It gets that's not uglier and dumber. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's I, just not, another problem in gaming of you know mentally ill people, right? And it's not even involved. devs who are <laughs> the devs who are affected aren't even the ones calling it in. It's just dumb gamers. Or because I don't you're trust anything you mentally says, ill. If you have to send a death threat to anyone, yeah, you need help. To any company that hasn't personally actually affected you, like killed your family or something, like yeah, you're mentally ill. But part like, of me thinks part of me thinks that it would be a great problem. idea to go. Oh, how can we? Uh, garner back a little bit of sympathy what if we tell people we got death threats i'm not saying they did that but i'm saying uh, i can't trust them now so how the hell do i know no, john it's, it's how mental do I know? illness I it's know, just a person like, who's we in, love involved we love to do this and i it bugs the shit out of me i get where it comes from but we love to do this like we all hate elon musk so therefore he's incapable of doing anything good which is not true he has made changes to twitter that were positive like he like that's the simple truth. People don't like it because people want to go. He's a villain. Thus, everything he has ever done has been uh, a bad thing. Well, what did he do to Most Twitter? Most of the that changes good? he did. I, again, this I'm is probably a bad example. And then get a bunch of stuff. This is probably a bad but example. My understanding cause... is he made an attempt to crack down on uh, specifically child pornography that was being shared across Twitter. Oh. That's a good thing. No, the word, well, yeah, but the word is it's higher than it's ever been and worse before, worse than since he. I don't know, but it. see, that's the problem: is everybody wants to just immediately go, "I hate this person," therefore they're incapable of doing anything good. And I'm going to say it's probably the same thing. Like all we have is the information we have. They close downtown hall meetings because of death threats. So instead of all of a sudden going, I pierced the veil, I figured it out, they made it up to get sympathy. Can we just take it at face value and go, you know what? Maybe something unfortunate did happen on the other side because there's literally two sides to every coin. Like there are people who are morally right and they stand and they go too extreme on that side just as much as the other side. Like, you shouldn't be calling in death threats. This is not a death threat level activity. It absolutely sucks. Unity sucks. John Riccatello sucks. But that doesn't mean that people are incapable of calling in a death threat against the company because they were mad and passionate and we shouldn't go, hey, that's something you shouldn't do. Yeah. Well, I almost feel like it's made up. Like, why would anyone do Because this affects game devs most of all, right? As gamers, we're like mad about it. And we like a good villain and, you know, we like to bash them. But like, I could see it. I just though. Fi- I fi- I'm just like, like, well, I mean, I can see it if someone's mentally ill. Like, I just, that's what I'm saying. I mean, well, I'm, I'm happy about it, but like, no one needs to die. It's, they, like, they could be stop using unity. Godot is there. Like, why does anyone need to die? Uh, yeah. Why is death even coming devs up? Devs like, aren't, I don't, just again, use it's a not different devs. engine. It's the not end. devs. It's P, it's just gamers and gamers are. I know the worst and they're my guess is gamers because I feel like that I don't want to tell you what to say but when you say gamer I'm like we're all gamers I think the majority of them of us are like won't do stuff like of course I think it's like serial 
it's like serial killer candidates that are that do this kind of stuff that also play video games. Yeah, you know they what may I mean? like, they may not even play. I'm just saying there may be some anonymous <laughs> anonymous people who just like stirring shit up. I have no idea, but I guess um, I'm just not. I mean, I, there's I, that I don't there's think, that I don't girl who works it, for you know? PlayStation who everybody called for her to be not everybody, but people called to have fired because she covered Starfield. People overreact to everything. I do not find it hard to believe that somebody called in a death threat. Um, because of this, they shouldn't <laughs> like, it's ridiculous, but I, I'm not so immediately like, Oh, unheard of death threats unnecessarily in the gamer sphere. No, yeah, I've but it, never but, heard but of it kind that of, before. But the point is it kind of, that wasn't really my point. My point was mm. you now have a company who I cannot trust when they tell me anything. So regardless, I don't trust them. It doesn't mean I don't think there were death threats or were or weren't, or it doesn't matter. I'm saying I don't trust Unity anymore. So they can tell me anything they want to tell me. I will wait for more reliable sources to say what what happened. And I guess if they come back and say, yeah, there were credible things, I would go, okay, well, I've heard it from a third party I trust. I don't trust Unity about it. Whatever they tell me from here on out does not sound like truth. So that's the point I was trying to make. I wasn't trying to say... I mean, there possible. was no attack. That's not what I mean. I'm, I know it's people possible. are dicks and they're going to Joe Catelli's having a bad week and he just wanted to <laughs> Joe Catelli. <laughs> He's just like, you know, I thought I wanted to do a towel, but, you know, I'm going golfing. Just tell him tell him there's a death threat. <laughs> I mean, look at that guy. He's pretty chill. He's just, look look at him. That looks like a guy with a lot of money and he's sitting in it, just, in, just grooving on it. Doesn't really yeah, care I that mean, much. He's got that vest on, you know. It's like he, he looks, looks like if Emperor Palpatine didn't electrocute himself and yeah, yeah. then went to move to the Vegas planet, <laughs> the casino planet in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in that one movie. Yeah, the one I can yeah. never remember the name of. <laughs> he just was, he just was like he retired from being emperor and he's like I'm going to Vegas. Yeah, he's I don't know, something about him just oh, looks looks like anyway, I'm stop using Unity probably. Even the, we have our own indie development uh, channel, uh, the Spaghetti Syntax, who's working on Core, is like he's a big Unity guy. He's like, well, I guess I'm learning Godot. Goodbye. Yeah, he's ten years apparently learning it, but I think he'll be happy to make a switch. Godot's pretty. Awesome. I mean, and I think that's I think that's the thing. And when you when you ask like, why are people so fired up about this? That you just said it. 10 years learning a language, dedicating to your craft, video game development, whether it's indie or not, especially if it's indie, because usually it's a passion project that you're doing between your regular job. Um, I mean, we all watched that documentary on the uh, the vampire survivors. We yeah. know where he was working and how he was trying to fit that in is like, yeah, yeah, I got two hours of sleep every now and then. And, you know, but I just really cared about my project. Like, to have that suddenly get flushed away because the company that you chose uh, to to learn the language of made a, a bad decision, I'm gonna get you a little hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they. By the way, the, um, uh, the Vampire Survivors has an, an interesting little part in all this. Um, they they had just jumped from whatever they were working with before that guy and and ported to Unity. Yeah. Oops. If I were him, given the popularity and size of all of this, I'd be so pissed. I'd be so pissed. Because you've well, just done accounts, the work. By all accounts, he still codes in the original language. They have both versions. It's just the Unity yeah, one, he is might, the one that's live. He that, might be okay. They might actually be in a unique position to go, 
all right, shut off the Unity mm, version. That's a good point. Yeah. Didn't think they, of it that they way. might be okay. Yeah, maybe it'd be all right. It's the ones that are three to four years in and looking to launch next year. Those are the guys that are the most screwed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think, who was it? It was Angry Crab. Even the Among Us guys I saw tweeted out were pissed off about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like, was it Angry Crab was the name of the company? I don't even know what they made, but I think they were in that Agro Crab, right? Indie Game Studio. Uh, yeah, so Mega Crit team has been hard at work. It's Mega Crit. Oh, it's the Slay the Spire guys. Oh, the Slay the Spire sequel, whatever they were using. I loved. It's been in development. Statement. Yeah, yeah. We believe Unity. Um, the retroactive pricing structure for runtime fees not only harmful in a myriad of ways, especially indies. It's a violation of trust. Yeah. We believe Unity is fully aware. Um, they've even removed their terms of service from GitHub. Um, despite the immense amount of time and effort our team has poured in development, we'll be migrating to new engine unless the changes are completely reversed. We've never made a public statement before. This is how badly you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point that's, I like. That's, yeah. that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> like. that's what I mean. It's like companies do not come out in solidarity like this to trash a company, but they're all held over a barrel and dealing with them one-on-one is going to get them nowhere. So the only recourse they have is to shame them publicly mm-hmm. and to get away. But if you were making something the last two to four years, one to four years, and you're going to launch it next year, you might lose money. Your budget is out of whack. You are effed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, it's a real, it's a, and it, I think it's okay to make a change like this, but I think what you do is you do it in consultation with the companies. Like, hey, we're making a change. How does this affect you? We don't want to lose you as clients. Yeah. And they did not do that here. Nope. So they definitely and they not. know they didn't do it. So they don't. It's the clear they don't care, or maybe they only did it with their most important clients, which are certainly not again indie developers who they. Joe Catelli or whatever, Rick Catello. Rick, 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 it's like, again, it's that whole thing. It's like, cause it's an artist thing and we put the elevator back down. Like someone who's using your stuff for free today might be the next big thing in 10, 15 years. And now you're benefiting from them. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of, um, is it altruism? I think the word that kind of goes into game dev because it is artistic and it is about creatives collaborating. And then the spirit of the internet is sharing code and making stuff open source when it's cool. It's just like. You know, you're in the wrong industry, asshole. Like, <laughs> well, and that's where this is where my unpopular opinion. Once again, I'll just be the unpopular opinion guy today. I think mm-hmm. it's okay to have a businessman that wants to do business. Like, I I don't think it's wrong if you have a company, and you have a guy, and his job is to be a businessman, not a gamer. <laughs> Not a not a guy that's coming in to be everybody's buddy. Somebody that's there to make money. I think it is okay for that guy to care about making money and make decisions around making money. Now, where I think that is different and where I don't, I I would say John Riccatello is not this guy, is pissing off your entire client base is not doing a good job of that. In my opinion, I am not a businessman. So uh, I I might be wrong on that, but I, I think don't think I don't I think, think anyone can be a businessman. Yeah. I, I don't think, think we have you... to say 
it, no, if you want to work in the games industry, you have to be an artist and you have to care about, shut the fuck up. No, you don't. If your job is to be in there and make money, you don't have to care about the passion or the project. That's your job. That's what we hired you for. But and in the theory, the people that are there to make the games, they're the ones that need to have the passion and the interest. But you do have to be a good enough businessman to maintain that business and not alienate everybody with your bad decisions. The thing is, like the thing is about it, say like you talk about it as if it's like something that anybody can't actually do. Like all a businessman is is does this make money? If not, why not? Like that, you're qualified. I give you an MBA at the Bo Schwartz School of Business. Like <laughs> that's all it takes. Like we we're kind of like you're kind of Sweet. giving them too generous of a benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Get a lot more transformers <laughs> with this new job I'm that getting. they actually that they actually know anything, right? Like that's all that's all this is. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah it's, I got I got this acronym degree. Like I got an MBA. It's like. It's it's all it's it's all just like nonsense. It's just a, it's a club of people who are assholes that like think it's okay because they they went, all went to the same school or same brotherhood of finance and understand how to turn a dollar. But it's not like learning to do something. Like these guys sure, haven't figured out anything. Sure, but that's also magical. how the world works. Going, I don't like it, doesn't change it. Yeah. If his yeah, job just, is I, to make money and be a businessman. That's his job. Yeah, our job yeah. is to is to freak out <laughs> and get him to have people move know. to another engine and f this guy. Like I, I, I would love I to see him get fired because he basically he almost got fired from EA. They had to, you know, kind of pry him out of there. And they got lucky because Unity was there and he could make, they could spin the story like, yeah, I'm going over there. It's going to be great. But they didn't like him. It was going bad at EA, like real bad. They're still not recovered from his mess. So I'm just saying, if I was Unity and I were the board members and I was the shareholders, I would look at this, depending on how much worse it gets, uh, and if he just will not back down, I'd ask for him to step down. Because this yeah. is just, right. they're going to take their stock. He's I've not got doing the company any favors right now. I, no. I've got damage control to do because everyone's taking my MBNA slamming to mean that I'm shitting on accountants no. and financial people. No. Those are not business people. Those are financial accountants. Yeah, That's a different thing. Business Doing business is, does this make money? Can it please make money? Actually, if it doesn't make money, you're fired. Like that's all you need. Now your business. Everyone here is listening has graduated from my school of business. Well, it's that it's. Job. But there's also this added thing where if you're a public company, you have this idea that per, perpetual growth is possible, and it isn't. So you have to fake it with these these ways of doing it. Fire a bunch of people so next quarter you look profitable. Do this weird nickel and diming so that next quarter you look profitable. We're no longer in the business of let's just be a good engine and make enough money to pay our employees and keep making a good engine. It has to be more and more and more and more. And because of that, it's just what are you going to do? And don't send me emails going, Scott, I didn't know you hated uh, the free market so much. That's not what I'm saying. All right. I'm saying one of the weaknesses of the free market is this part of it. And it's affecting games and gamers and in particular the developers who make those games that we want and love. And I don't know. I, I don't like it. No, sir. I don't. I'm like that horse and Ren and Stimpy. No, sir. I don't. I don't like Actually, it. Remember what I enjoy him? the most about business is that it's a word in the same family as busy, right? Like business, you say business and it sounds important, but you say busyness and it just sounds like, well, you're just in the state of being busy. Mm. Like business, it's kind of a funny word. It just, I feel like the word itself means like bullshit because everyone <laughs> says they're busy even when they're not. Well, you're that not. was your day. It was very busy, but you were playing Warcraft Rumble. You're, or you're not wrong. Like it's uh, Old English yeah. Busy, North Brian, whatever that's called. Care, anxiety, or occupation from uh, careful, anxious, or busy, occupied, or diligent. 
Uh, the root words are busy and busyness. Yeah, like if you think about the the entomology of business, it's like it like fishing is like it's the act of getting fish out of the ocean, probably to eat. It's like a thing. Even accounting, again, the accountants who are hearing me talk thinking I'm insulting them. No, you are counting things, and counting can get quite complex. It is a skill. It's a practice. Business, what do you do professionally? I stay busy. I'm just a, I'm a busy. I just do busy. What is it? Could be anything, but I'm busy. That's all. <laughs> like, business. Yeah. Like, it's the business of being busy. Um, it's, it's, anyways, I, I will shit on business people all day. Sorry if you're a big corpo guy and I know I'm usually the corpo one, but, uh, businessmen, I will tell you, speaking from their side, people who are businessmen, it's just another way of saying grifter, legal grifting. Oh, look at that. Gauntlet thrown uh, down. And I guess we need those people. They like to think so. You just got some XP, so I have to play this. Good job, Bo. Good job. Anyways, but but uh, yeah, and Rick Rick Catelli, <laughs> whatever this guy's name is. <laughs> Rick Being a podcaster, now that's a hard job. Yeah, Sometimes you have job. to remember a name for five <laughs> to ten minutes at a time. You have time. to have a big vocabulary. It's kind of <laughs> the thing that's a word that's the opposite when something's like Ugh. not too difficult to do. Mm. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Um, yeah. So, anyway. but uh, yeah. Anyways, you just, Unity sucks, and this move is like this will be the suckiest move you, you'll business move you'll have seen all year. So, yeah, it's know, pretty it's bad for a year that had Unity. a few of these. This is the bad one. So we'll uh, follow it. We'll see what happens. Uh, in the meantime, everybody move to some other cool thing you trust more. But also know they could also be dicks down the road. Uh, real quick here, <laughs> I'd expect um, them to maybe actually do so. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll be just as bad. It's you live. What's the word? You live long enough, you'll become the villain or whatever. It's like that a little bit. So. Watch for more. Uh, quick promotion here. I want to just mention there's a brand new More Core episode up on YouTube. If you're like, wait a minute, is that a thing? It is. Go to youtube.com slash Scott Johnson or frogpants.tv. Both of them will get you there. This was uh, a post about my five favorite chore core games and why I like them. So you hear me talk about them on the show all the time. Everything from House Flipper to uh, Shipbreaker uh, to more recent games like uh, Power Wash Simulator, that sort of stuff. Um, I go through my five favorites and I list them out and show some video and talk about them. So go check it out over at frogpants.tv. Let's talk about our week in gaming. Uh, lots of Starfield going on for John and I. Uh, John, let's start with you. Um, you okay. It says here you found the fun or you're finding the fun. Yeah. And uh, that's good. That seems like a really good thing. I'm sure nothing happened to curtail that or to stall that or <laughs> any problems. <laughs> yeah, nothing you already know about or anything like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been a little cool on Starfield. I've thought it was a it was an okay game. And uh, in this day and age, that's basically like saying, boy, I sure played a piece of shit a lot lately. <laughs> but uh, I actually mean it. I thought it was a pretty okay game. Um, and... I will tell you, Starfield does not put its best foot forward. It is not in a rush to show you where the really good stuff is, uh, though it is there, and I did eventually find it. Um, it's it's weird. The, the biggest analogy I can say to it is, you know, in the MMO space, most MMOs don't really focus heavily on story, but there are a few that are story-based MMOs. Final Fantasy XIV, probably the most well-known, but I would say probably the second most well-known would be The Old Republic. 
very lauded for having a great story. Lots of people say like, oh, Old Republic has a fantastic story. You should play that game. But if somebody, if a friend of mine said, you know what? You've you've said it's got a great story. I'm going to go check it out. And I said, oh, cool. Which which class did you play? And they said, oh, I'm going to play as a Jedi Consular. I would go, oh, actually don't. Because that whole good story thing, mm-hmm. not if not if you pick that class, mm. that's that class is garbage. Mm. Don't don't do that. You're not going to have a good time. And that's what the main quest of Starfield is. <laughs> I disagree. Starfield is the most like boring ass main quest I've ever played in a video game. And I was I was sticking to it pretty heavily. And I was ready to uninstall the game. I realized I was in trouble when, and this part's actually on stream, so people can watch my suffering in real time. I'm trying to do a mission, and it was actually a cool mission. I found this derelict ship. I docked with it. I went in. There were raiders in there. The gravity in the ship was failing, so I'd be running around, then all of a sudden an alarm would go off, and I'd float off the ground, and then it would be zero-G for a little bit, and gravity would kick back in, so you had to make sure you were in a safe spot and you know everything would float up and then fall and it was really cool the entire time i'm going my companion barrett's going hey when you get a minute let's talk (laughs) i'm like we're in the middle of a zero g battle you're shooting guys (laughs) shut the hell up yeah and he just wanted to talk through the whole thing and then i got done and i'm like okay barrett what do you want and he's like hey man we just haven't had a chance to talk (laughs) uh you know, we've been we've been traveling together a while. What do you think about that? I'm like, it's fine. It's like, yep, good times. Anyway, I just wanted to see how you were adjusting. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Boy, me and my friend Greg or whatever his name was, we sure had some good times too. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like giving me options like, oh, who's Greg? Oh, did you travel with someone? I was like, I do not care about Greg. I don't want to hear your story about Greg. I don't want to talk to you about Greg. I have zero interest in your se- I'm sure it's a tragic tale. I'm sure it's very interesting to somebody that gives a shit. It is not me. I brought you on this mission because I don't know why. Somehow the crew screen just messed everything up and I got stuck with you. I was going to bring the robot. You know why? Because the robot doesn't bring any baggage. He just comes aboard and he just goes, yep, captain. Nope, captain. And he does what I tell him to do. And that's who I wanted to travel with. Oh, and he calls you by your real name, too. He'll call you whatever your first name or your whatever you put in there it's all generated yeah, it's, on very, it's very cool yeah. like it's, it's of, legitimate there's a thousand there's a thousand names if you have the thousand names it'll say it oh is that it okay yeah, yeah. it's like forza i think it, so but and i looked up the list unfortunately gorath is not in there but i but uh, boobies <laughs> and titties are in there really um so if you call yourself captain titties it will call you apparently that <laughs> my, that's great my guy's Just called uh, my guy's name is miles borker and it knew miles and can say borker no problem I, so i assumed it was real time that's actually cool there's, to hear there's that. a list just just google i, I google the list i'm gonna yeah. I, if i play starfield i'm gonna go play as captain Boogie. yeah there was a time i just wanted to hear if he would say my name like john is an exotic name i was yeah. like will he say john yeah whoa, whoa john's in the game i can't believe it what is this yeah. but yeah he does he totally does um but anyway i i don't care about that main story it, it it might get better it is getting more interesting but so far the main story has been like 
Hey, piece of space metal. We found one. You want to go get it? Yeah. All right. We got it. Go get that metal. You want to bring it back and watch it float? Yeah. Cool. All right. You want to go get another piece of space metal? Sure. Why not? All right. Cool. Let's get it. Let me ask you a question that is not a spoiler question. So don't worry about turning off the podcast. Have you gotten to a that important temple bit? Have you gotten to the temple? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why does people treat this like it's a spoiler? You get powers in this game. <laughs> no, I the don't mean that. The story is not good. Extra sodium, John. Today. John. Yeah, John's got a lot of sodium in it. No, not that. I'm not talking about that temple. There's a temple later on where the story, because okay. I'm going to agree with you so far. I think that the, the main quest takes some time to care about. I got to a point where something happened. And I had to talk to two entities, I'll put it that way, without spoiling anything, that really kicked shit in the air. It was like, whoa, okay, now I kind of need to know where we're going. Okay, no, I'm not that far. Okay, so, so far, it, I'm just collecting bits of metal. The most interesting wrong. thing that happened is that I found a ship that we're like, oh, we've never seen a ship like this. Like, that's the that's oh, yeah, the first twist where I was like, okay, that's vaguely interesting. Sure. Like... Sure, and um, some of that is is a is fruition of that that I'm talking about, and you'll get more into whatever that mystery is. But, but yeah, I, I don't disagree. They're starting to it's, show up on planets and come after me now, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, but like the the like, let's go get metal, and now they've added to it. And instead of going and grabbing metal, now I also sometimes go to a temple and I float through orbs for a stupid amount of time. Oh, there's a trick to that. There are only four of them. But if you let them sit too long, they dissipate and new ones form. So you have to hurt. You have to just thrust into them as soon as you see them form, and then you're done. It's like three or four. That's what or I felt. That's what I felt like I was doing. But apparently, too. too My slow. first time in there it took forever. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I think the later ones dissipate faster. So what I did on the next ones, I just mainline those those things. I'm sorry. Wham, 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 wham. Boom. Done. The whole thing was done. Who? Played that sounds, and went. Like you know what? This is super. This is super fun. Oh, I don't. You know what? It. You know what's super fun? Mm. Going into a zero G room and trying to fly into a ball before it disappears. <laughs> and here's the thing: you're going to do it multiple times in one place, and then you're going to do it multiple times all over the place. Go to another temple. Guess what? More balls to fly into. What a what a treat. I don't. What an it didn't absolute me. joy that was. That didn't bother me. Into, I don't know why that's hard. floating into balls constantly. Whoa. You just target the gameplay. I'm like, I'm floating, and I'm like, oh, I've never been so immersed floating into balls before. Yeah, um, a, I get that it's a Jamie. little repetitive, <laughs> but it's not hard or annoying. You just go vroom, 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 and it's done. It is annoying because why am I doing it? Because who sat down and went, "This is super fun, guys." High five team all around. This is so much fun. He's casually slowly floating into balls. We did it. Y'all ship it. Well, I'm not casually doing it. I'm I am I am purposely flying into those orbs. I am going for it. I'm hitting thrust on my shit and going through those orbs. It's over in like no time. It doesn't seem like that big of a it's like any repetitive thing in a video game. It's, it's just, not a big deal. It's just, but why? But why? I mean, if you want to ask why. I guess you could say, why do I have to float into the orbs before that ring things in there? I think they want you to feel like, well, you've got to activate this shit. You're the, you're the one trying to find the unity, whatever it is. It's this mystery. And here you are ticking those boxes. You're not even sure why the aliens are making you do this stuff. The balls are sentient. No, they're just, I don't know. It's just, it's not a game breaker. I didn't uninstall the game. It's the only look for everybody gets weird because let me tell you, people who love Starfield are really weird 
Are they? I, I yes, you are so all defensive about your precious game that it is sad and upsetting. I got mad because oh, Bethesda, in defense of people saying that their planets were dirty and just like dirt rocks and and boring, they said, you know, astronauts went to the moon. And there was just rocks up there, and they didn't think it was boring. And I said, that's a stupid way to defend it, (laughs) to say that somebody who actually did a thing in real life didn't find something boring. Therefore, you, a gamer sitting at home, shouldn't find it boring, too. That's a stupid defense. But because I said that, people who felt attacked because, heaven forbid, I don't love their game the way they love their game, were like, you just don't get it. There, yeah, are, there are plenty of plans. You, you got like, to admit, I'm not John, attacking the game. John's I'm attacking the statement. <laughs> you got to understand. Just to join me in the D and D penalty box. Here, like. Here's what I, I would say to that because I, under, I understand that that is kind of a weird, but whatever. PR does what PR does. I, I, if there is any group of gamers that feel more attacked over the last two weeks, it's probably probably Starfield people because they've been t- people have been telling them to their face, this game sucks without touching it. They're just mad because it's exclusive. I, I, All I those things. I would agree with that. But you know what? Maybe pay attention to what somebody says. <laughs> Am I criticizing your ball floating? Yes. So if you sure. want to defend your ball floating, send your tweets. Yeah. I'm not criticizing your dirt planets. Yeah, you so are. So don't come at me about the dirt planets. You are. You are criticizing those things, though. And I don't. Yeah. I. It's obviously your right to do that. But if somebody came to you and said, I don't know, man, Final Fantasy especially the old ones. They make you stop everything in the middle of running somewhere. You don't even see the enemies. I just get pulled in there and fight. That That's a part of those games, but people may not like that part. To me, that's this. It's just like part, it's a right, design choice. Right, but I wouldn't tell them that they are wrong because medieval knights love jousting. <laughs> <laughs> He's got yeah, a point. You know, got a point. Th- that is a point, but I wouldn't, I, I think you should be annoyed by those because that's that sounds like something you should be annoyed by. Like if I said, hey, what does John hate about this game yet? I could come up with a list of 10 things that I think you probably don't like about it. All I'm saying, I'm not saying, oh, what a genius design choice to fly through these orbs and then go into the thing. I'm just saying it didn't feel like that big a deal. It didn't bother that's like me. my that's my number one question while while I've been playing Starfield is I wonder if John hates this. <laughs> like, <that's something> <laughs> I'm like it's a constant I, wonder. There's a little bingo card in my head of like mm, I think John didn't like that. Yeah. All right, but the the first look because we're not even to the part I'm mad about yet. People, buckle no. up. This, this yeah, is just a prologue. This, chapter this is, <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> the chapters is listed in our doc here. This is the part I liked. So hold on, let me get to what oh, I like okay. about Starfield. Right. Um. So I did. I I stopped doing the main quest. I started, I got on a quest to find a better ship. Because here's the problem. I landed on a planet and I was like, I should get a better ship. I think I deserve it. And I found a ship just randomly on on a planet and I tried to steal it. And the game wouldn't let me steal it. And I didn't know why. But I was like, all right. And because the game denied me that ship, a little thing went off in my head and I was like, gotta get a new ship somehow Mm. it's gotta happen Mm. but while i was on board that ship i walked in before i executed the captain uh to try and take his ship they were like oh are you the courier and i lied and i was like yep (laughs) and they said great 
you're early. Why are you so early? And I was like, I had stuff I had to do before I got here. Don't worry about it. And they're like, well, you need to take this and you need to deliver this package. And I was like, hey, I'd be happy to. So they gave me a cool spacesuit, and I was like, oh, nice. This is a this is a quality spacesuit. I'm going to wear this. <laughs> so I put it on um, after I executed the crew and uh, then reloaded my save because I realized I couldn't steal the ship after I executed them. Mm. Um, but I left with this package. Well, the people who were supposed to pick up that package, they came looking for me, and they weren't particularly happy that I took the package that was meant for them and they weren't particularly happy that I felt entitled to keep it. And it turns out they were in really good ships. And every time they caught up to me, I was forced to run because every time I tried to fight them, they blew me up really easily. Yeah, they're high level. Um, yeah. They, yeah, they were like level 30 ships and I was like level 10. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't going, it wasn't going well. So I was like, I need a new ship badly. Sure. So I went on this quest to get a new ship and that was fun. Like that whole exchange, stealing a package, the consequences of that decision coming back to haunt me, having to run from uh, pirates, doing these side quests, which, by the way, here's how I know the main story of Starfield is bad, because I've played the side quests and the side quests are pretty good. Like I have a compare and contrast. I know what Starfield looks like when it's good. Because I've played Starfield when it looks good, and it's a hell of a lot better than when I'm doing the main story stuff. So I was doing these, I was doing these side quests, and I would they'd say, Oh, go check out this satellite. And I'm like, okay. Oh shit, the people that are trying to steal their stupid spacesuit is back to me. Um <laughs> they're waiting for me at the objective. I can't do this quest now. And it made it this really fun cat and mouse game. And then I pirated my first ship. Well, it was from a pirate, so it's all above board. Okay. Um, they don't, yeah, you don't get penalized I, I got, for that. They're not going to kill you, uh, uh, track you or track you down for stealing pirate shit. They want you to do that. I, I got my first battle where I managed to disable the ship, board it, and take it over and do the, I'm the captain now, look at me. <laughs> and uh, I took the ship. And I, I went down to a planet. I immediately customized it. I painted it purple. I called it the Shockwave. Mm-hmm. And it was a good ship. Yeah. It was a real good ship. I liked it. And then when those buttheads, I'm trying to watch, roll back the language. I've been a little cursy this episode. <laughs> when those buttheads showed up later, I took them out. Yeah. And uh, I was like, Shockwave's a great ship. <laughs> and this opened the door of like, I need a fleet. Yeah. I should get more ships so I have more variety. And I went on a whole quest. Uh, it's a well-known quest. I went on the Mantis quest for those that have done it. Uh, I don't know if anybody... If, have you done the Mantis quest, Scott? Um, is that the one where names are failing? Basically, to... Space Batman. Oh, yeah. No, I've, done, I'm, that is on Space my... Space Batman. It's on my hardcore to-do list because not only do you get a ship out of it, but you get an amazing pistol. Like an incredible, like best in slot pistol that I want. You also get really good armor, although you have to be okay with looking like a jackass. Yeah, you kind of look. Space Batman does not look as cool as real Batman. Well, I can tell you real uh, quick on the armor thing. Back in back at the uh, lodge where you all meet up and talk and hang out and stuff. Um, in the basement there is a set of armor and glass, and the glass is locked, and there's no way to hack it. And you, well, you can if you're a master, but you don't need to. Oh, right. Yeah, you don't need to. But anyway, I went down there. I didn't even know about this yet. I think it's an exploit. 
personally, but I didn't know about it. I was just down there dorking around. And I noticed yeah. as I was passing over that thing for a split second, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I got a little bit of an inventory there, but now it says locked again. So I moved a little back the other way, Boop. little inventory for a second. I'm like, where's mm-hmm. the sweet spot? So I found it. Ding, 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 oh, you found the pixel and you were able to just squeeze, yes. squeeze it Yes, and I could just pixel. take this. I could just take the inventory out of there. And it is an amazing suit and helmet and backpack. It's a whole set called the Mach, Mark III. The Mark One? Mark One, I think. Yeah. yeah. I have it. I did it. I stole it as well. The Mantis armor is statistically worse in, in terms of pure defense, but it has three legendary stats on it, which yeah. the Mark One has no legendary abilities on it. Right. Um, which makes it slightly less, but yeah, I stole that too through the little crack yeah. in the glass. That's great. Crack. You just pull a whole spacesuit and a jetpack yeah. out of it. Um, and they didn't patch it out. You know, they left it in. So apparently they want people to do That's the jank. It's real good. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I did the Mantis quest. I got another ship. I painted that and called it the Starscream. It was an even better ship. And uh, then I I watched a YouTube video because like now I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. And I watched a YouTube video of how to make the Millennium Falcon in the game. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, that's cool. They did a very good job, but I need to, uh, I, I want to make my own ship. I want, I want the shockwave to be the premier ship. Of course, in my fleet, with your Star own Scream, creativity and all that it, other right. stuff. You don't want to just paint the, it. I get it. The yeah. star scream had eclipsed it and I needed the shockwave to be better. Right. So I, uh, I went and I, I had a mission to go to Neon anyway with a businessman to do business, as Bo <laughs> so fond of. Yeah, uh, had some random had, stuff. Neon, Neon is like a total corpo planet, very cyberpunk in there. It's Actually, I really like it there. But anyway, continue on your story. And so I, I went on this mission, and there's a exclusive vendor on Neon. And I went up there and I was like, all right, well, they got exclusive parts. Let's let's put a ship together. I had amassed a small, uh, not a lot of money, but a small fortune enough to make a quality ship. And I spent hours working on the ship. And then I, I messed something up because it was my first time messing with it. And while it's fairly easy overall, there's some jankiness, weirdness to it. It definitely takes some fiddling. I went to bed in the middle of shipbuilding. I came back the next day. I was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna tackle this. I'm gonna try it again. So I I went back, I rebuilt the shockwave. It was this awesome ship. I thought it looked super cool. Finished it, bought the parts, nearly spent every amount of money that I had. Every every credit to my name went into making the shockwave. I was so excited for it. But the exclusive vendor is not at the dock where your ship spawns the Mm. vendor is in the town Mm. um so i couldn't see it i couldn't see the ship i could see it in the screen um and i was like all right there it is shockwave make it my home ship be good uh and off i went and i was like well i'm here on neon mr businessman wants to do business so let's do that quest so i go through this long quest chain involving the businessman doing business and it turned into a stealth mission which turned into a gunfight because somebody wasn't sneaking properly and then i did some other stuff i did another side quest spent another day of gameplay uh rolling around neon and was like all right finally wrapped that up let's head back to the docks and uh take off mm. My ship's not at the dock. <laughs> oh, no. 
Well, let me go see. Maybe I didn't set it as my home ship. So I open up the screen. Nope. Shockwave. Uh, it was called the Shockwave 2. Yeah. Uh, not on. It's there. It says it's my home ship. Uh, okay. Well, let's try switching it. Well, let's spawn the Starscream and then we'll just switch it out. So, okay. Make the Starscream my home ship. Unload the menu. Yep. There's the Starscream. I can get aboard it. No problem. Okay. Let's make Shockwave. So we put that up. Nope. No ship there. No way to board it, no way to take off, nothing. Just a big, empty landing pad. <laughs> and I went, well, that's really weird. Something's buggy. Maybe I messed up the ship design or something. So I'll, I'll just spawn the, the star scream so I can finish this, mat, uh, this, this quest I'm on. Fly out, go do my quest, whatever. Try and spawn it at a different location. Ship still won't spawn. Mm. So now we go online. Uh-oh. Internet. <laughs> Look it up. Yep. Hey, hey, gang, anybody else have their ship just randomly disappear and you can't access it? Yep. And there's no way to recover it. What? The only thing you can do is load a previous save from before you built the ship. And then you'll be okay. It has to be before you built the ship. Yeah. Yeah, you have to reload from before you built the ship. Now, had I built the ship right there and said finish ship spun around no ship there gone oh okay well i lost all that time spent on the ship that's one thing but because i didn't build it at the dock i spent hours and hours questing doing other story missions doing other things so for me to reload it's not load just the time i spent on the ship it's do i want to go back through all this story stuff and through all the building of the ship yeah that's what i I wasn't clear when you were when you were discussing and it makes sense why you wouldn't want to type that all out because i but i totally understand now like yeah that sucks the only known fix is to go back to the old save file from inception and redo it and hopefully it doesn't happen a second time yeah that's bad is this so this is a known thing but do they um so there's no fix there's no like there's no fix. Nothing. So no matter what I do, I tried rebuilding the ship from the ground <clears throat> up. I tried messing with it. Nothing. It ended up just kind of, it still managed to suck more credits away. Um, and finally, <laughs> uh, the only option I have, I have a ship that won't spawn. I, I have to either decide to lose all that progress and go back to the beginning or uh, sell my ship, my invisible ship that I can't access. Uh, which, by the way, because Bethesda didn't want you to have a way to make a lot of money in this game, hmm. this single player game where you can use a console command, just give yourself a lot of money if you want, um, because they didn't want you to be able to make a lot of money. Selling ships does not make you any money in this game. Yeah, I read about that. The selling of ships, there was oh, a specific sense. Well, no, there was a specific it makes zero reason. sense. There was some specific reason. I and mean, I read it. Now it's I don't because it. it would make you so much money because ships are extremely expensive. Yeah, that's in what Starfield. it is. You would just have ridiculous so, amounts of money when you sold yeah. every pirate ship you you attacked and all that kind of stuff. I like, you would have you would have enough wealth to carry you through the game pretty easily by just like boarding and selling ships. You could just farm like, ships. Well, so I mean, people's games. Ships I mean, are ships are like a hundred thousand credits on the low end, and when you sell it, they give you like one thousand two hundred for it. Yeah. So I sunk all my money into this ship and sold it back for like five thousand credits or something like that. 
it's uh, it's kind of insane. And uh, so then I just lost oh, all my so- money. That sounds like a mod. Um. Yeah, so I imagine Scott wants to talk about his experience, but I didn't have. Well, hold on, well one, la- one last Ooh. thing for me to close out my experience because I've got one last thing here. You're good. Turns out I lost a lot more than just the ship, though, because last night I really wanted to play. Because again, despite how it might sound, everybody, I'm having a good time with Starfield. Calm down. Um, I really wanted to play, but Starfield had a patch last night, apparently. They did. And let me tell you, Xbox Game Pass on the PC is in no rush to download a goddamn thing. Oh, was it slow for you? I was sitting there. It was quick for me last night. but I was watching it download at 100 kilobytes a second. Wow. And then it would go to zero. And then it would go to a hundred, and then it would go to sixty, and then it would go to zero. And it sounds I sounds like Arizona that, singers, probably. <laughs> I ran an internet speed test, and I was getting insanely fast speeds. And then just watching this drip feed through the Xbox Game Pass, and I went. They must have had. Some I don't have the. Issues. I don't have the patience for this. The, the, whatever I, server I, you were connected to was probably shit in the bed. Probably. Yeah. I uninstalled the game. Oh my gosh! What? Oh, really? you're done with it. I uninstalled the game, and thank you, Bo, for a wonderful birthday present. I reinstalled it on Steam, a client that downloads oh, things with you, a little sense sweet. of urgency yes. when you want to download something. <laughs> oh, so I nice. completely restarted my Starfield playthrough because the patch wasn't downloading fast enough and said, F it, I'm already broke. I'm starting over from the beginning anyway, and I have restarted the entire game. Oh, my gosh. It's now on. All Steam. right. So I was really beginning to regret. I wish I had gotten you something else. I was like. Oh no! No, now we'll play it there. I thought <laughs> you, you were playing God it there. Final Fantasy 16 or something like I, that. I thought you were playing it there, but then I, I guess you did the early thing. So, so here's the thing, though. That happens to everybody, including Steam, occasionally, where their servers are wonky. I don't think you can take one night servers thing and say that it's the shittiest thing you've ever used. I, not that you're I saying that, but say I'm not saying it's the shittiest thing ever. I'm just saying I get more consistent performance with Steam. And it made me mad in the moment. And I went, you know what? I'll just go play it on Steam. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't have it. I got that same patch and had it in, I don't know, less than a minute or something. It's Microsoft's Arizona servers. The is that what they're, they're hot? They're overheating because they're in Phoenix? Something like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, don't I mean, because if yours are fine and his aren't, it has to be a state. I will say this. I'm a little ticked at them because they're, uh, this game has been very successful so far. And their cloud servers are overwhelmed. So if you want to play this on the cloud, there's often now a little bit of a wait line. And I think that sucks. I mean, it's about capacity and whatever. They got to, inc- they got to increase it. But if you try to go play that game via cloud through xCloud on, I don't know, Steam Deck or a phone or something, it says, well, this game's really busy right now. Uh, you're about 27 people in line or something. And I think that blows because that's part of what you're paying for with Game Pass Ultimate. And it'd be nice that it worked every time right out of the gate. So I think they're having a little bit of, you know, they're, they're a little bursting at the seams problems at the moment. So I'm not that surprised to hear that. But um. Um, there's a lot of people that think I'm like super upset about the end of this story. Uh, guys, let me be clear. When the ship stuff happened, I was considering restarting, the, not uninstalling and installing on Steam, but restarting my playthrough anyway. Like this is very much a game where I felt the like, I wish I knew at the beginning what I know now 
after many hours in, like I restart Bethesda games all the time. Like the ship thing bugged too. me. The ball floating bugs me. Restarting the game doesn't bug me that much. I restart video games all the time. Yeah, I, I've done it. I've done it too. That feeling of, oh, I get the game now. I, while I'm only 10 or 20 hours in, let me start again because I don't like where things ended up. I've, if I you guys, can't think of the game, but I've done it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you guys could see the number of, I mean, not anymore because I haven't played in a while, but the number of max level tunes in World of Warcraft that I've just deleted and could restore from their character restore thing, you would be sad. Like, I have a very burn it all down and walk away from the ashes attitude with a lot of things in my life. And it is very easy for me to just go, "Eh, I put 70 hours into something. I'll just throw that in the garbage and start it all over again. It doesn't bother me that much. I am surprised you're still uh, the ship deletion thing would have burned my ass. So kudos to you. That did bug me. That did bug me a lot. The good news is the Star Scream is a very good ship. Was a very good ship. Was okay. it was an awesome right. ship? I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Scott, you're playing too. Oh lot? hell yeah, a lot. Um, I am having the uh, every time I talk to John about it. I don't know. I, I wonder if something's wrong with me because I'm having the opposite experience in this game. It's funny listening to two of you, but John enjoys it just in a different way. Yeah, it's I a different like way. it. I just, <laughs> there's things that bug me about it in a big way, like. You know, it's fine. Well, ironically, I haven't even tried to build a ship yet. I've gone into the builder and, and upgraded my, you know, the stock ship you come into the game with, but I haven't I haven't done any of that yet. I plan to, but I just haven't bothered with it. That well, would Scott, annoy the give living. You a little advice. <laughs> when you build a ship, go make I mean, sure that wait. it's there. Just I'm take not, the time to go down to the landing that. pad and see. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I look forward to that, but I really hope whatever that is is patched or addressed because that really sucks. It sounds like a known issue, so it seems like a patchable thing. Um, and I hope what happens is eventually, well, you're starting over, so it won't matter. But, you know, it'd be cool if people who lost their ships got them back somehow. Um, but I haven't been doing any of that. I've, I was told, and I remember last week even saying I was going to do this, but I was told by a bunch of people at the time, Hey, what I would do is mainline this thing. So you can get the new game plus mode. Cause there's some real cool. And I don't want to spoil why, but it's really rad. And you want to play the game that way and then do all the side stuff. So I thought, well, maybe I'll do that. Um, that's a mistake. It's a mistake. Here's what you should do. I think the main line's fine and it really is picking up. There's some stuff going on in that story that are really, it's super intriguing to me right now. Uh, that being said, though, I'm having a blast doing all this side shit. There's so many cool side quests and so many yeah. fun, even yeah. little one-offs where one guy wants me to smuggle a painting out of a building and bring it to him into this store and sell it under the radar. It's a total fetch quest, but the story around the fetch quest, really great. Had a blast doing that. There was some subterfuge and some real iffy moments with a guard, and I got through it. Um I am having so much fun. It's all I want to play. It's all I mostly played. And I want to play it all the time. I'm still doing the bed thing with the Xbox PC when I'm in front of it. (laughs) Other Xbox in front of the TV when I'm there. Like I'm carrying all my progress around and uh, having a wonderful time. I I cannot say a bad thing about my time in the game. There's nothing that's happened to me where I've I've had one technical glitch and it was a lockup uh on pc and that was before the patch and i went back to that same vendor and i haven't had that lock up with that 
dialogue tree since. It seemed to be tied to that somehow. But everything else has been great. No glitches. I did have a guard walking around in her underwear for no reason. But I like that kind of jank. And not just because it was her underwear, yeah, but just because, like you know. That. Sounds great to yeah, me, too. Yeah. It's just weird. You know, it's like, you can why all is that get behind that sort of jank. That's, that's but like, great. But, like, assassination stuff has been great. I found some shit on Earth that blew my mind. I will not spoil it. I want people to discover it on their own. But Earth is, this part is not a spoiler. Earth is a, is, is a wreck. It's a, it's a giant desert planet it's a dirt, now. It's a dirt planet. We, we ruined its atmosphere. It's a whole story, and there's a bunch of this in this story, why Earth went the way it did. But you got to go back and find some NASA stuff, and there's some other missions. But I found a thing, let's call it in the United States, that's as much as I'll say, that was like, oh, holy shit. Like, it really was cool. I'm having all kinds of moments like that. I find um, the music is incredibly enthralling to me. I love it. I love the ambient stuff that's out in space. I like space battles. I think that stuff's handled really well once you get the hang of what you're supposed to do. Make sure you take the perk that says uh, ship targeting. So way on the far yep. end perks. Crucial one to get. You can level it up too. I think but- we said last week or maybe two weeks ago, VATS would be really cool in ship-to-ship combat. And while it's not exactly VATS, it's VATS-like. VATS-like, it's, yeah. It's in there. So, yeah. But you got to do. You do have to take a perk to get it. You do. I and think it is worth it. if you're it. playing with controller, I can tell you, you press X. The game will give you this perk and not tell you how to do it, which is also frustrating uh, because I had this perk at the time that I was going, I really wish this game had like VATS targeting um, and I had it, but the the game doesn't tell you. Well, no, it'll tell you, but it doesn't press. It doesn't tell you that that's the reason you're getting this new indicator. But in your circle, when you are fighting a ship, there's a slow meter that's saying targeting and it's going to. And when that thing fills out and blinks, it presents a tiny X there. Not tiny, but there's an X. It tells you if you're on controller or if you're, it's E, whatever it is on PC. You hit it and you're in. But it's Right, but you're in the middle of combat of a fight. Right, where you're right. looking at other things. Like put it in the perk window where you pick the perk, say unlocks, targeting, press whatever button to do it. They like, could they could do better with that, no question. Be intuitive. Like, I saw it the first time, hard. so it never bothered me because I saw it right away. But I but I totally agree with you. It's obscure and it's hard to it's hard to see. Anyway, once you get that, being able to zoom in and focus on their engines because when you do that, they get stalled, and then you can board them, kill their shields first, get their engines down to where they're almost dead, board those bastards. Steal their ship, take their stuff, kill their people, whatever you want to do, if that's how you're playing. Um, but it works great in mission modes. When you're doing a, a mission, I need to assassinate this guy. He's in his ship. I burn down his engines, board it. There might be dialogue, or I may just kill him. Like, there's so many choices in there. Like, I know this is going to sound crazy, because in my mind, I know there's a, there's a truth about 2023, and that truth is Baldur's Gate 3 is game of the year. But I think this will end up being my game of the year. And the reason I think that is I am so immersed in it. Is Shadow Heart rejected you? Well, yeah, she's like, still she's it. still hanging on. Shadow, Shadow she, she's, she'll be all right. Um, but I have some BG3 updates. I might I might consummate with Shadow Heart before you do. <laughs> you very well might. <laughs> We've had a couple of makeout deals, but we haven't gone all the way. Plus, I totally fell off when this came out. But um, I'll, I'll get back to it. But the mm-hmm. but this is it. Just turns out this is a mix of ingredients that I glom onto hardcore. I just love this stuff. 
and There's I love this wrong setting. With having a different personal game of the year from it. Yeah, we're not going to judge you for that. No, I know well, you're not. John might, but I mean, I, just, I will think you're wrong. But like, I respect that you have a different opinion. I just think that it's the wrong. It's one. the wrong like, one, right? It's, I understand. I know where you land on this stuff, but in, in, <laughs> it's in, fine. It doesn't mean Scott's a bad person. Not at all. Now we're all friends. It's it doesn't fine. mean I don't even understand where he's coming from. I just think his opinion, which is. Completely subjective is wrong. <laughs> but he's really enjoying Starfield. Yeah. Like, like he has hugely. none of the misgivings you have. I haven't seen him express a single misgiving. I don't have any. Okay. I really don't have any. It's it cooks me. He's wearing blinders <laughs> on the side that says floating through balls isn't that bad. It isn't. It's fine. It's easy. He's it takes like, two seconds. So fun. It's so fun to be in space touching the ball. The so hardest. Someone who loves the prequels. All right. I'm not going <laughs> to. He love. Firstly, if he loves Star Wars uh, or Star Wars, Starfield. Yeah. Even with all of its flaws, then just let him. Just, the tone of it. I am letting him. I'm not taking it away from him. He's not taking it, and nor could he. Like, honestly, it doesn't bother me yeah. at all. People, okay. what all I right, when right. I see videos or content or stuff on social media that's like, here are 10 reasons why you should hate Starfield. I can't flick past that shit fast enough. Nor can I say, I don't want to stop on the ones that say Starfield is the greatest game. I don't want to hear all you weirdos. I'm done with the internet talking. I want to play a game, and it turns out this is my effing game. I, just, I love. I have game. just have one question for you, like just to see if I can't find a chink in the armor because we haven't <laughs> talked about my Starfield <laughs> journey this week yet. Um, but yeah, I definitely no have. I, saw. I definitely have I saw. petty grievances, and this is one I'm curious about. But it's a petty grievance. It's kind of a thing for me. Let's hear but it. I hate that circle. What's up with the circle? Oh, the scan circle. The ship? The entire time I fly in a ship, there's a damn circle on my. Can I get rid of the circle? Well, it's <laughs> like the, the circle. I was like, I hate this circle. It's blocking my view of space. Like, um, why do I got to look at it? It doesn't bother me in that way. I find it very okay. unobtrusive because it's just a thin line, but I'm, I'm yeah, sure I, mileage may vary. But it, yeah, you'll probably be able to mod it, that out at some point. You know, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But like, I hate that thing, I hate it with a passion. Maybe there's that even circle. an option, I don't know. Let's I've never see. played a space game with a circle so annoying, <laughs> like in my view. I'm just like, why is this circle here? It doesn't Please bother get rid of this circle. It when I'm in third person me. view, it's still a circle. I'm yeah. like, what's the circle? You get it because it's, it it's part of the scanner bit, it's also part of that's the I zone where you yeah, can attack. Just, like, if you're gonna lock on and kill somebody, you have I know to there's do it UI the elements, but like. It's funny that No Man's Sky comes up all the time, but I'm like, can we take a page out of Star Wars Squadrons, which has all the elements in the dash, the, the literal game world? Like, I think we could have put how many missiles on one of those screens in your ship. I don't think it needs to be on the HUD. Yeah. Like, you know, but... Um, It'd be nice if you I'm could not turn trying it to off. criticize it for what it isn't, but I hate the circle. The circle is... Yeah, no. You can definitely improve it I, by... You can go HUD opacity, opacity down to zero. That'll get rid of it. Okay. I mean, I think there's a ton of stuff like that, and I don't think it has to necessarily ruin uh, anybody's experience if they don't feel the same way. But I also think like it's perfectly valid to be annoyed about stuff. Like, I'm annoyed that every time I switch ships, it takes all the random junk that was laying in the ship and moves it to your new ship's cargo hold. The amount of stuff I've had to jettison into space because they decorate a ship with like pencils and shit. But then I move to a new ship and they put all that in the cargo hold and it takes up the limited space in your cargo hold because you moved to one. Like that's super annoying. Like there's a ton of weird little annoying things in the game. 
that has not stopped me from playing this game almost exclusively for the entire like two weeks. Why are you picking it's up all the pencils? What I would be pencils. doing right now if we weren't doing well, this? Well, that's that's true. Same, but why are you picking up all those pencils? See, that seems like I'm that's... not. It's so you know how your ship is decorated, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm... So if you take a new ship, like let's say you board a pirate vessel and you take the ship, yeah, and you land that ship and you register it and you go, okay, I want this to be my new ship. It's now my home ship. It takes all that stuff that was in your ship as a decoration and puts it in the cargo hold of your new ship. I haven't noticed that. I have a one pirate ship that I got that I don't use, but I got it and then I made it main for a bit. I, th- I thought it just moved over the modules and the stuff like this. I'm looking at a screen right now. This coffee cup and this pencil and pad that are on my map screen thing in the middle of the ship, you know, the one where you can kind of plot things if you want. Um, yeah. You're saying those items, which are separate pickupable items, those go into your cargo, not to the next map thing? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that's about, because mine's not doing that. I haven't had that in my cargo at all. It also happens if you just upgrade your ship. Like, the amount of times I've gone to pick something up in space, and it's gone, your cargo holds full. And I went, from what? And I go in, and it's like, notebook, 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 pen, mug. Like Weird. It Something's fills up with that. your cargo hold just switching ships, which as somebody that is a chronic ship switcher is a really annoying frustration that's in the game. I, I really don't like it. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, fiddle with that because right now my biggest that would drive me crazy, but I don't think it's happening. And I've only done two ships so that I don't have the I guess I don't have the ship experience to say, but I haven't had I haven't run into that. My biggest concern right now is do I uh, romance Sarah Morgan or do I romance the lady's name I can never remember? What's oh, her name? Oh, hang on. No. So I have another thing I noticed about this game, too. Andrea. Yeah. Um, I, I have another thing I noticed about this game. Is that also, <laughs> when I was talking to Sarah Morgan, Yeah. is it just me or her, is like the distance between her teeth <laughs> and her, her, her teeth and her lips like super far apart? I mean, I'm looking. Like, like I was playing, I got so distracted. I didn't listen to anything she said. I was just, um, like looking because it looked like her teeth were, it was like a a visual trick. Like her teeth were so deep into her mouth, um, that it looked like she had no teeth or they were like a mile. And you're like, ah, ah, I can't even do it. My teeth are next to my lips. Her teeth look like they're so deep in her mouth. Like it was kind of, it's like John and his fingers. I was having a John fingers moment. I was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I just kept staring into her mouth and I'm like, this isn't like a creepy sex thing. It's just like a why is it so why is her teeth so far back in her mouth? This must have so maybe glitched. they aren't and it's just a trick of the light or something. Like, maybe something glitched, because I'm looking at her right now. Here's a version of it. Scott just he's got he's got the only good copy of Starfield. I apparently Nobody, uh, everything else everybody sees he doesn't happen for him. And uh, my ship is perfect. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, look right there. That's a screen grab just now that I took. Maybe it's just if you have a 3060 or 3070, that's what happened. (laughs) 30, 30, what do I have? 3080. No, 3090 I have. You got better teeth rendering than me. Yeah, but I'm not having this problem on Xbox either. I don't, I I have no idea. That's a weird thing. It's impossible. It's possible there's just having a glitch one off. Maybe it's. I wasn't going to bring it up because I knew there was already going to be lots to nitpick and I didn't want to add to the noise, but that was something that bugged me about Sarah. 
She I wants was like, what's up with your teeth, man? She's it right man, now. Man, I'm going to feel so bad for Scott if Bo has just now created a thing. Scott, like the next time Scott plays, he's so excited and now he can't unsee it. And he's just like, oh, Well, I'm talking no. to her right now and she's she looks totally normal. You're playing right no, now, No, I'm not Scott? playing. I fired it up so I could get a screen grab and show you. She looks fine. This screen grab that yeah, I put up on the screen grab looks fine. That isn't what I saw. That's it, you know. So when you looked at anyway, her, it was fine, but her, it was just it was very distract. It was very distracting. I was very distracted by it. I would like, be too. There is there's lots of things that bug me about the game. I think the game is greater than the sum of its parts. I'm having a good time with it. I think it is a beautiful thing. All jokes aside, although I'm going to still say it in a jokey way, I think it is a beautiful thing that Scott is so in love with this game. He sees not a blemish on its perfection. It is. <laughs> pristine to well, him because that is what love is it does not i did not, it say not it was judge perfect. i didn't say it, it was perfect love is pure it's you not, might be interested in knowing there's um, a mod to make her butt more round oh my gosh of course there is <laughs> I did see, I did so, see so one of the things one of the things that is kind of nice about starfield is that uh i don't it's a channel i watched over the years but mxr is back it's a very popular youtube channel that does skyrim mods yeah and it's a bit cringy, and you know, a lot of it is nudity mods, but it's it's a good channel. And um, I watched a f- there's two episodes of the MXR mods now, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of great mods for this game. And the one thing I hated about Skyrim is I played it before the mods came out, so I'm like, I sort of at the end of the day, like I've uninstalled Starfield, so I'm like, I'm going to wait for the mods to like fix up the game. I don't need to play this right now. Um, I'm going to give it some time. So Yeah, and uh, people yeah. should if they're worried about that. I'm not... Yeah, see, there you go. Look, where's her teeth? They're in her mouth. She's just talking. Uh, I don't see them. Oh, they're... Oh. <laughs> I see, see how... They look, look, they look far away. Well, they're... <laughs> I promise they're not. She. I know they're not. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't... No, but they kind of look far away, but they're not. You know, like, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I know it's weird. It's I don't know. It's like, fine. He did say that it's like me and hands and heroes of the Storm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a it's not a thing. serious thing. It was just it's an observation that I got hung up on her teeth, and that shit never happens to me. It happens to John all the time, mm. but it doesn't happen to me. Mm. I got hung up on the HUD in a big way, though. But um, yeah, I can see. Anyways, that. Uh, while we're while we're talking about Starfield and mods, I'm gonna just give this shout out. Just because I think it's worthwhile. So like I said, I got into shipbuilding because I saw a video about how to make the Millennium Falcon. And there is a YouTube creator called Barden, B-A-R-D-E-N. And he's done only like three or four ship tutorials for Starfield. But I will say that as far as like ship designs go, I think like this guy is really nailing the look of the things he's making. So... Just a shout out to that content creator if you want. I think he's done the Millennium Falcon. He's done a couple Star Wars things. I think he did a Halo ship, and I think he did the Firefly or uh, Serenity, mm. um, I should say. And his Serenity is actually like incredible looking. Like it looks really, really good. Yeah. Millennium Falcon was impressive that you know you got yeah. the game to do that. Yeah. But the uh, the Serenity actually really looks a lot like the ship. So shout yeah. out to that creator doing good work. If you want to see their stuff, check it out. That's what got me into shipbuilding. Uh, but do it at your own risk. Yeah, the shipbuilders actually got seems like cool tools. It seems like it's a fun playground. I, I do hope that they solve that issue for you and others who've gone through it. Um, because who would want to spend three hours on a ship and then have the thing not flyable? That's terrible. They got to fix that. Um 
yeah, it's uh, it's just working for me across the board. I just love it. So I I I, I wish I could. I wish I could say that anything, you know, you're going to have a little open world jank. That's to be expected. I haven't really experienced massive bugs. And that's unusual for the first couple of weeks of a Bethesda release. So that's nice. And it is, it is, turns out is exactly what I wanted. And I, and I'm glad because I wanted a game like this and didn't realize they were going to give it to me as much as I am getting it. And once I got over a few of the, you know, the quirky UI issues and some of that, and there's real issues. By the way, they came out and said their next patch is going to include DLSS uh, 3 support natively. So you won't have to use a mod to do it um, for PC users. And then they're going to add a way to eat food without fumbling through your your inventory to find the food you want. Basically an eat button. Um, and what was the other option? There was something else they were going to add. Something that was big. Oh, they're going to put maps in cities. So they've heard they've heard that feedback and I guess they agree. So they're gonna do they're gonna do maps for the cities instead of you having to kind of look around for signs and stuff. Um it hasn't really bothered me, but I would welcome it. That'd be great. I'd love to be able to I highlight it. Ask you guys about one part of this game too, because I know we're spending a lot of time on it, but I was curious. I also found out what the new game plus mechanic was. Yeah. I think Co Carnage oh, yeah. did a spoiler free um How did version, you do that? but then That's crazy. I was like and then I was like, I don't, I, I get it, but I want to understand more. So I actually just, I have a full spoiler on the main storyline of that game. I know everything that happens because I need, I was curious about this. He hyped up the new game mechanic that I needed to know more. And um, I don't know, I just want to know what you guys thought about it because I didn't, uh, it doesn't sound great on paper, but maybe. I it's think cool. the biggest problem for me with it is that it has really muddied the waters between people being precious about spoilers and like giving bad advice. Like I, I watched some of Co Carnage's coverage as well. I think he's a really great creator and doing some good work with Starfield, but mm. um. I, like he even said, people had told him, rush through the main story of the game, get to New Game Plus, that's the best way to do it. He did that, and then he put out a video saying, I really wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, that's um, what I heard too. Like, he, he, it, it bummed him out. And I think that's the biggest problem, is that it has, because of the way it's set up, um, the spoiler-free version is this. When you do New Game Plus you basically restart the game. There are differences, there are changes, there's continued level progression, but you're going to lose your base, you're going to lose your ships, um, you're going to be resetting the story uh, to a degree. Um, if you spent 200 but, hours building custom stuff, you know, telling your own gone. story, yeah. it's gone. I'm like... Well, literally really new is, game. It's new game plus. Uh, it, that uh, that doesn't surprise me that that's ha- what happens. It doesn't surprise me, but it's just I'd rather just start a new character in an RPG. Like I'm doing a new playthrough in Baldur's Gate. Like I don't need a new game plus, right? Because I'm telling a new story with a new. Like why would I want to play the same character again? Well, it's like, not part even of the, the same appeal of playing again though. is playing like a different, playing a different class, playing a different background. You know, like yeah, I agree with you, so, but, and then that's yeah. how that's the reason I'm playing it that way, and I'm not going to do this rush thing. But I think you still can do that. You just end up with a bunch of power you wouldn't have had. Your character, your character crosses over, so you still have your perks and levels and stuff like that. Oh, so, so, so that, character your perks stays and levels, but then yeah. you start over the game. So you do get an opportunity to play a different. Like I kind of think there is an element of cool game like to it because like you say like. 
it's kind of like you said, Bo. I, I want to well, do different things. I had things. to spoil myself to understand why I'm keeping my same character, but nothing else. But you and could, because a, you're doing the game over again, you could go through it as a dickhead the second time. No, no, but I'm. But you know how, like, when you in your character creation, like, what if I want to have a, play a girl this time? Oh, I see. Like, you want, yeah. Like, what if well, I want to play yeah, as a sculptor instead of a criminal? Like, how much does that matter? Like, in an RPG, like, but like I say, in Baldur's Gate, I'm like, I want to play again, but try a paladin. What's that like? You know, like. This is like Why? John and his <laughs> and his our Resident Evil runs. It's just do you want to start the game over, but be super powerful. That's all this is. It's just a new game plus. I don't know. No, why. there's but there's more. See, the thing is, there's more to it. It's tied to the main. There's story involved in the new game. Yeah, plus you now. are technically. I think it's. What so is it, ten, did you see? Is it ten times? Someone I heard. Some, someone said they went through it sixteen times. Jeez. And I like. I might say a word. I, I might say one word that is. It's spoilery. If you're listening, duck out. Uh, Scott, I don't even know if you want to know, but I don't. Just say you don't. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna. I can just if I say one word, it'll all click for you. What's going on with the new game plus? Oh, really? But I don't know if you want to know that one. All word. right, I'm gonna uh, mute. The, I, I I'm, I'll mute the chat. You know what? I'm gonna mute the show, and Jabo's gonna. Say, I don't actually care if you say the word. So let me let me mute the show though, because I don't want them to get spoiled. I think you'll want to know because I think it'll help you well, decide. Let, people can just cover their ears. It's one word. Yeah. Just like all right, everybody off your ears. Okay, and three, on. three, two, one. Word. Bo's gonna say the word. I'll count it down. All right, three, okay. two, one. Multiple universes or multiverse. Okay. That's the word. Okay. Multiverse. All right. All right, you can come back okay. now, everybody. Yeah. Even yeah. though he said more yeah. than one word, <laughs> that's it. So, well, I mean, it's it's a compound word. So I said the two words, <laughs> right? And, and then, then put one word, and then said but one that more is time. it's yeah. essentially. So, when you experience the new game plus, yeah. you will experience time barf, Nash Maggard. Like you, we've done this, and there will be dungeons. Like yeah. we know, you know, there there was brown Nash and red Nash, and um the different Nashes, Tower Nash, you know, you had different Nashes. Yeah. That, that, that is also what you're participating in. So it doesn't, so New Game Plus in a vacuum is like, do I want to play Elden Ring over again, but it's harder? Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the, do you want to play it? Like, I'm done the game. Yeah, I'll play it again. This so in other words, is like, it's kind of not what you're saying, Scott, because you're saying it's New Game Plus so should be a new game, but it's also kind of not a new game because you're still you're still somewhat locked into who you were. What would be cool is if I, so so tell me this, if you know this or not, when I start new game plus, Riddle me this Batman. Can I, can I spec differently? I can change who I am anytime. I go no. to one of those salons no. and you can You're be a woman, you can be a man, you can change your color, you can change your hair, you can change stuff completely about your character. So I'm not worried about that. Oh, that could be, if there's respecking and the gene therapy, then maybe you could also fix that. Stuff. I think I don't, that's I don't know. my question. The only thing you would be locked into, just thinking about it, I think the only thing you would be locked into, unless you know differently on this, Scott, would be when you pick your, your previous skill, whatever, like I picked bounty hunter and I've also been like a space scoundrel, right? Mm hmm you get dialogue specific to mm -hmm. that job. That's true. Now the traits don't matter because at a certain point you're going to max out your traits. There's no level cap. So it really doesn't matter. There's no reason that you would need to pick that, but you do get dialogue specific to your job. Right. You wouldn't, you would be, you wouldn't be getting the ability to re 
set that. You would still, if you started as a bounty hunter, you're once a bounty hunter, always. So that baseline stuff I wouldn't be able to change. But if I wanted to do a stealth run on my new game plus, I could because you would be able to do those stats again. That's that's different. So I don't think that sounds that bad because you could, Bo, in theory, you play one where you're this really cool ship guy. You finish the game and everyone loves you and you save the universe. You go in the second time and you're like, I want to be a scoundrel a-hole and I want to be a, a short lady. Uh, with a slightly different name. You can do all that. That is already a thing. In the game right now, I can go to a salon or one of these digital gene salons, spend 700 credits, and completely over do over character creation anytime. Yeah. So the game guess, has uh, that. Just, I guess I, there's going to be people that are fans of this game that are going to want a new game plus. I just assume a playthrough is about 100 to 200 hours. I'm just not sh- I just, it's, you know, it's a tough sell to say, do you want to do it again? Yeah, I need someone to play through it, and I need specifics to decide whether that time investments just with all the games that are coming out, right? Like, mm-hmm. but my understanding is, is it's kind of integral to the story in some way. Like, it's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a. You, I don't. I, I don't get the impression it's that you save the universe. Do you want a new game plus? I get the impression it's a. We've just unraveled the mystery. Now it's only the beginning. You know, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> how many times do you want me to play this game? I mean, I'm okay with it if it's compelling. That's that's all I would need. Yeah, I guess that's the question. It's like we're not going to know until we get there and yeah. decide. Like, that's where I try not to spoil everything. But that's where I kept having questions. I'm like, oh, it doesn't just start the game over again. It's part of the MSQ. But to what extent does it feel optional? Well, what do they what do they want from me here? You know, well, that's so, why I'm not going to rush there anymore. That is no longer my plan at all. Not only because I'm enjoying it so much more to just sort of go, that guy's got a question. We're going to find out what his deal is and then get involved in some really cool sideline corpo yeah. shit I didn't see coming. So, um, and so yeah, that's how cor- I'm playing. And if I get to the very end and I go, wow, I can't believe they're going to let me do that when I start over and, and I get to, these are these things can all change, you know, whatever. Then, yeah, I'll do it again if it's if that sounds yeah, compelling. Cole Carnage says there's two, basically it's two games in one. One is a roguelike where you keep going to New Game Plus and you go through it quickly. And the other one's the typical Bethesda game where you just do a bunch of side stuff. Okay. But I think on a New Game Plus, you're not going to want to do, you're not going to want 100% all the little side adventures every time is sort of... Yeah. Right. It would get faster yeah. and faster because you're like, I've seen the side stuff. I don't need to do it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But then but then the advice to skip side stuff and go straight to end seems to counter that. Like Well, and also I'm hearing Well, the I think side they're saying that because the new yeah. stuff does unlock on that second run. So they're saying don't do all your content before your second run because there's stuff that's only gonna be on the second run. So like, there's a reason for both sides of the advice. This is why I don't like it, is just how muddy the waters are on it. Like, because I don't think there is universally good advice. Like, I think the people that told, mm. you know, if, for example, with what Co Carnage said, I think people who told him that weren't trying to ruin his gameplay experience. I think those are people that genuinely thought that was the best way to play it for how they wanted to experience it, but that's not how he wanted to experience it. So I I think that that's the issue is like telling somebody, Hey, mainline the story and get to new game plus as soon as possible. Like that's going to be great advice for some people, but for other people, like, I don't know if I would even do a new game plus playthrough on this game. So I might as well do all the content that's in the game now, because I don't even know if I'm going to want to continue a second time. Well, part of the problem is it's just gamers telling the gamers what to do. 
You know, it's like we got to <laughs> for real. Like who's telling everyone yeah, yeah. to do new game plus and rush to it? Other gamers who's saying don't do that. Other gamers like I'm just going to play this game and go where I go. Like F everybody. That's the one thing All I've right. dis- I've never been so sick of discourse. If you want to call it that online around a video yeah, game than I have sure. this game. And it's tied to all sorts of things. Exclusivity on Xbox, no longer PlayStation. That's a whole faction of anger. There's all, all this other stuff, 30 frames on console. What's that about? Like F all of it for me. I am playing this game and I'm reporting here how I like it or what I don't like. And that's as good as you people are going to get <laughs> because I don't want to be, people? I'm so everybody just con go look at the, just the sheer amount of, of video thumbnails on YouTube right now, and I know this is not new. We talk about it with Blizzard all the time, but everyone's making a face like, like that and had giant words next to it saying, don't play Starfield unless you're ready for this revelation. It's like F off. Everyone yeah, F, I just off. Op- F off. I just opened YouTube, and the first, the second video is Todd Howard looking sad by the spiffing Brit who I don't follow. Or subscribe to Starfield is a perfectly balanced game with no exploits or bugs, and everyone, you know what I mean. Like it's as soon as my algorithm opens up, it's got a new video for me shitting on Starfield. Yeah, I hate it. Like, or the ones that are yeah. overly praising it. I'm just not interested in any of those those voices anymore. And I understand that's the world we live in. This is what we got. But I think most of these these bits of advice and part of the reason, John, that it's so muddy because I agree with you, it is is we are making it muddy. Not we three of us, but the 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 player base. Whether even people who aren't playing it, that zeitgeist is making it muddy. They're putting water and and, and dirt together and making mud. And that's the way it is. Guys, I got such a better YouTube algorithm than either one of you. Tell me what you get. What do you got on your main page? I opened it up. My number one video, Transformers Kingdom Leader Class Galvatron Review. (laughs) And ranking 100 Bumblebee designs from worst to best. Wow. You know, I think that's great. uh, the Phantom Liberty trailer that we're going to talk about later. John, look what uh, sorry, mine is. Look what mine is. First, first one's Core showing live right now. That's cool. Yeah, I should say the f- number one for me is Core. Then your Frog Wrestling is very next uh, for me. Oh, is it yeah. really? That's number, great. Number two. Yeah, yep. look, and, at that. look at that. Oh, man, got, yours is pretty good. Yours is great. All kinds of music, and there's a Mortal Kombat story. The Game one is pretty good. Um, the Baldur's Gate one is really good. I like that. You can tell I'm avoiding a lot of controversy. <laughs> you want to watch all the Mortal Kombat 1 cutscenes? Those are fun to watch. I like watching that stuff. Yeah, they are yeah. good. But I don't yeah. get a lot. I mean, I'm getting a lot of Starfield stuff, but it's like lo-fi beats. Here's some more music. I do a lot of music on YouTube, so I think that's part of why it's video game music in particular. Yeah, your algorithm looks great. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't have a lot of a-holes. And I think it's just because... I mean, even just lately, I'm just what like, I, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to hear these people. I've got uh, Moist Critical talking about a mysterious hole. Uh, that one will be a watch for sure. I want to know about a mysterious Who's hole. Moist Critical? I don't even know who that is. Is that a popular just, YouTuber? Uh, online person. Okay. Bo knows who he is. Yeah, he's a popular he's, YouTuber. He just talks. He's a and gamer. Apparently he's going to talk gamer. about a, mo- a, a hole. Uh, a mysterious hole. Sweet. I like mysterious holes uh, unless they are, uh, they have to be consenting holes or I'm not in. Forget I've it. got the pitch meeting for cats. <laughs> what? <laughs> the movie cats. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the most controversial thing is the worst comic book covers ever. That's the, that's the most like, oh no. 
This is the worst comic book covers ever right here. And I know, for example, so I, I watch shorts sometimes or TikToks, and I, for whatever reason, I get a lot of asthma and gold on there. And it seems to me the the only thing I ever see him doing is reacting to something else. Is that all he does now? Or is he doing like Pretty full much. streams of things? Because he's usually just like, well, this guy said I found a thing. Oh, look at that. That's the dumbest move I'd ever make as a gamer. Her, her, her. And then it's over. I'd and I'm not ripping on him. I'd say it's about two thirds of the content. Okay. Well, that it must pay. That must be good. That must be what people want. And fine. You know. I mean, yeah, he's a millionaire. He's, yeah, well, he's he said, fine. like I've seen him where he's like, I make millions. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> part of the joke is he actually does live like uh, he's on a, his on welfare. Like. He, you know, he does like very, he's a very slothy person from what I can tell. Yeah. But and that's all it, fine. You know, Whatever. Like I'm just, no, I not, mean, Hey, if you're getting paid, like, I don't it, care. It makes sense in a certain, you know, why would he change for anyone? If you're getting paid doing what you're doing, then Hey, I'm just trying to think it. what, what part of our brains is being tweaked when, when all it is, is reaction stuff. I don't know why. People I gotta say, to I like react content. Not, not necessarily that I, but I mean, like I do watch a lot of like this person's reaction to Ahsoka or whatever. I think especially due to this really kicked off during COVID. This is going down a weird rabbit hole, but like, um, especially during COVID where it was harder to get around and hang out with people. I think by nature, us as human beings, we want to not only consume content, but we want to share it with others. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, Oh, they're watching the video that I watched. And like, it's almost like it leans into that. Um, what is it? I can't think of the, the term. You're talking about the, <laughs> you're, uh, you're, not, you're not friends, but you kind of behave no, like they, you're friends. Paras, you know, parasocial, parasocial, yeah, parasocial, parasocial relationship of it. Mm. It's like it kind of leans into that. It's like, you know, oh, I got this to to watch with someone and see how somebody's doing. Like it, it is what it is. It's not going to be for everybody, but I, I understand the appeal of it. And if it's working for someone yeah, you know, if you got I mean, real people less. to hang out with, you need it less. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, but but like, but that's like, what we're doing here. We're doing a form of it. Like we're not yeah. we're not doing a short three minute react video, but we're doing a thing where it's long form audio and video where we talk about stuff and our feelings, quote unquote, reactions to things. It's a different kind, but it's still in that vein. I totally get that. It's I guess the same I was principle, yeah. yeah. I guess I was just curious about like. I don't know. It seems like it's almost ninety percent negative, and, and maybe that's part of, part of it. Like there are times when I watch a movie and my first thought is like, man, I wish Cord watched movies together. Yeah. Like there's some that. movies where I just, I watch it and I'm like, man, why? Well, Scott has that. Isn't that film just, Why don't we just <laughs> get yeah. together and film watch it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know what he means. Like it would be. I'm going to just start showing up to film sack recordings. <laughs> Hi guys. I know what you guys mean though. It's almost, it's funny because almost everyone I work with, I wish I watched movies with because yeah. there there's, yeah. I like everyone's reactions. I like that stuff. So I guess that's it. And even those can be sometimes negative, but every time I see one of his videos, it's always just ripping on shit. Ripping, I think you you can talk for longer ripping than not, right? Like if you like something, you can only say so much and it's kind of done. But you know when you're kind of in that hole, like we've done it here too, where it's just like it's endless. Hmm. Like I just feel like when you feel critical of something, it's kind of just easier to fill up time. I guess so. The snowball builds when you're frustrated. When you're happy, the snowball doesn't build. That's true. I guess like it's like I we started this conversation about me being like, let me tell you about the fun I found in Starfield. Then we spent 30 minutes telling why I don't like floating into balls. Like (laughs) it just happens. Like Like, 
If I had to judge what your opinion was based on just the negative things you said, I would say like you definitely hate this game and have uninstalled. But the actual punchline is you're like you're playing a second time and you're finding the fun and yeah, dig yeah. it, right? Yeah, like, I yeah. think it's a genuinely yeah. good game. I would say for me, like last week, I gave it a number. I said I felt like the seven out of ten was a real good answer. I think for me, I think if I was going to try and give a broad review for Starfield, I think I still would say like, eh, it's too much. Uh-oh. Is it just John? Yeah, I think that... it's just John. Sorry, John. Oh, go oh, again. No. You, you, had, you had a brief broke. glitch where your score was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I the did. government. All of a sudden, you went, you my went connection went real went. low. Yeah, yeah. You're back now, oh, though. I'm sure that wasn't why uh, uh, Xbox PC. Todd Howard got on there. He's like, he's got to give Starfield a score. Shut him down. Shut him down now. Yeah, that was perfect timing. Uh, anyway, what I was saying is I think for for like if I was going to try and give a general recommendation, I'd give Starfield a 7 out of 10 hmm. for a recommend <laughs> did it again yeah, i think did somebody it watching Netflix. It again. holy yeah. shit yeah every holy time you go shit every time you go to give your verdict the internet just cuts out it's yeah. an eight it's an eight all right an eight, eight out of ten for me you got it in i okay, would give it everybody a, else talk for here's my honest here's, todd howard's mad at me here's my honest number I, I i i think this explained your game pass yesterday just saying but anyway i was gonna say i think that I would give it a 9.8, 9.8. I'm that high on it. I wouldn't give it a 10. I don't give anything a 10, but I think I would give this really high marks. <laughs> 9.8 feels right give to me. Give it a me. 10, just Scott. I mean, I may as well. I may as well round up, but I don't know. I just, you know, I got to be. Just give it a 10. I got to give it a little honesty. Like the, the, the truth of it is, it is not, it has not been since, gosh, probably either Fallout, New Vegas, or Skyrim that I felt this strongly about a Bethesda title. And to me, they, they they just hit all the buttons I needed to be hit. You'd rather have them work in this IP than in Fallout or Elder Scrolls. I want them to do them all. This IP is a big win. I want them to do them all, but I think this has this has staying power as much as any of them has. And what I like about it is an original IP. Fallout was taken from something else. Skyrim is basically dark fantasy. How about a ten minus? Um, what does that mean? <laughs> 10 minus? Like a, it's not 10. It's, it's like, just weird to say I don't give out 10s. Then why doesn't your scale to only go up to 9? I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've ever played a game that I would I mean scores are stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. But, but it's, it's impossible so for me to say, "Oh, there's something that's so perfect. There's absolutely the highest point it can be." I don't think that exists. I just don't know what game that is. Yeah, but I mean, I Bowman think that's a problem perfect, with your metric. Can. It doesn't have to be perfect to be a ten. It just has to be a ten to you. You can say Starfield is a ten to you, and that's fine. All right, I'll call it. A t- it's a ten to me. Done. I've done it. There you go. Yeah, that was painless. I could say it, and it, nothing happened. Nothing fell in the. Well, yeah, because you were giving it a ten. <laughs> your first ten ever. Yeah, I might. It's this... gonna go on the back of the box now. Todd's gonna be like, he said it was a ten. This might it's be my first ever game. First ten I've given, or that I would call my own personal ten since like Wind Waker or something like that. Like it's been a bit to, since I've been able to call a game that much. How much I'm enjoying it, and those out there who aren't. This is not a slight at you. This is not me saying you're a poo-poo. It's just how I feel, and I really like it, and I hope you do too. And if you don't, well, all right. Something else will come down the the, the line. But yeah. this I'm seems sure really I like good. it. I just need a bit of time. No, I get it. Where you're at with it makes total sense to me, like what you said yeah. last week and stuff. I totally get yeah. it. 
Um, I'm not the right headspace for it. That's all. It's not the game's fault. Let us know what you think about your playthrough so far, everybody. You know how to get a hold of us. I'll tell you about one other game I did play a little bit of time with. Um, I had my Steam Deck out for times I couldn't play. Um, oh, well, let's hope you warned people this first. game. I did try to play on cloud the, uh, the other night and couldn't. That's why I fired this up. And I want to thank the dev for sending me a code. Yes, I informed them there are three people on core. Uh, that didn't seem to. I never got a reply to that. <laughs> they didn't like, care. They're no. like, that's nice. Maybe we like, shouldn't whatever. get you to say that because they're going to probably tell you the truth, which is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they just know. <laughs> you're, you're the only person with any influence. I have a habit of playing the game, the game type they sent me. And I think that's probably why yeah. it's like when I get Chorecore games. But this, this one in particular, I'm very pleased with. This is called Fae Farm, F A E Farm. Uh, it is what you think it is. It's another one of these you know, farmer sim type things, except it's not really about farming. It's more like Stardew Valley. It's about relationships in town. It's like building your, your stuff, chopping down trees, survival elements, all that kind of stuff. Um, for some reason, this video is choppy. There we go. Um, and it is, it's one of those, but what sets it apart is there's some magic involved, uh, some combat, which is pretty interesting. But what I love about it the most is all the things that bug me, even in Animal Crossing, the things that bug me in those games about, you know, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get this rock. I got to switch to a pickaxe. Oh, there it is. Okay, now I can pickaxe. Oh, there's a tree right next to it. Oh, let me switch to my hatchet. Blah, blah, blah. This has some like really cool quality of life improvements on that front. So if this I'm... Came out September 8th. Yes. Uh, oh, it's still... Uh, oh, no, it came out on the 8th. Right, right. Uh because today's 15, 14th, yeah, so it's out. Um, if you want to chop a tree, you just have the general tools up, and then it will be the tool you need to get the tree down. You still have to own these things, but it will just know. If you're going to be pull, pulling up stones, it will know to turn to the pickaxe, and if you turn to the right and are about to chop some weeds down, it knows that the scythe is the thing that needs to be done there. It's not making you micromanage your freaking tool selection, and I hate that. Um this game's really great at that. So I appreciate those little touches. And also I think the animation is really great. Um, character animation in particular is super solid. And uh, and yeah, uh, you know, I haven't played too much. I played enough to know that I like it so far. And I think it feels really good. It's also reviewing well. And um, I expect this thing to be a bit of a hit in that that weird little space of, of Stardew Valley-ish games. Um, and, and I quite like it. Also, if you fall over from, or no, when you, when you've exhausted your energy, you don't just fall over and lose all your shit like you do in Stardew. It's much more forgiving. You just run out of energy and just go back to town and go to sleep. If you, um, uh, if you, oh, and health, health and, and stuff like that, you can make your own potions. So you're always keeping your health up. There's just lots of ways to kind of counter what I felt was monotonous about things like Stardew Valley. It's an amazing game, but there's, you know, some stuff in there that could use tweaks. This game is like, Hey, what if we made that game, but added a bunch of tweaks and also had a really nice 3d, you know, style and the menus are really nice looking. And it's also got some like fighting in it and stuff. Yeah. There's definitely got fights. I fought some mimics in a cave. That was fun. Um, and I'm not even that far, but it's an, I'm far enough to know that I, I think I'm going to keep at this. There's also really interesting crafting going on, and it's deeper than most of these games. Um, it's not just about growing crops and taking them in, into town and selling them or whatever. There's more to that loop. Um, it's cool. It's called Fay Farm, available now on PC at least. I think other stuff's coming, uh, but it's on PC to start on Steam is where I got it. 
And I paid more. Xeno Tilt, I just want to say to a few people who are in the community that are on my uh, Steam list, uh, we, I, we didn't know this was going to happen, but we were competing on some score stuff, and it's fun as crap to do that. Uh, so Xeno Tilt, amazing still. I talked about it last week. Great little uh, uh, pinball video game, pinball machine game thing that is rad, but also competing with some of you out there has been delightful. And currently I have the high score. So good luck, everyone. What about the uh, have you been humble tried that, at the end? There's like that frog pants football thing going around. Oh, well. yeah, right. Uh, did we? T- I think we talked about it last week. If I didn't, did we I didn't talk about either. it. I can't remember. I can't I remember either. But I want to, I think we talked about I'm glad you brought it up because all people need to do, I set this whole thing up so it's real easy. Go to frogpants.com slash football and you will be brought to a page where you can very quickly download a hacked ROM of Tecmo Bowl for the NES. And by hacked, I just mean, you know, he went in there and tweaked it and he added team names that are all frog pants related lots of core references in there uh we're all in there as players you can choose us you can choose yourselves if you're patrons bunch of patrons made it in there just for funsies and it is the same old awesome tech mobile and wooge man who made this did an incredible job so on that page i also have a link to a place where you can donate to him if you're enjoying it and if you are uh, please consider that because that guy's that guy's rad um, I'm going to pull it up real quick so I can show people. It is frogpants.com slash football. And when you go there, there's a nice little banner, a place to download the ROM and uh, support Wooge Man at the bottom and a whole big download button. It's really cool. So check it out, especially if you're into retro. And if you like Tech Mobile as much as I do, then you'll really enjoy it. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. All right, John, let's, let's move over to Frog Wrestling Update uh, for the week of the 14th. I've no idea what happened Wednesday, so fill us in. Well, you are still out injured, Scott. We wish you a uh, we wish you a big recovery yeah. uh, in frog wrestling. Bo attempted He's to continue avoiding his me. revenge streak. Um, he hit a bit of a snag going up against Brian Ibbett. Had a little had a little trouble getting revenge on old Brian Ibbett. Brian's um, a tough opponent for sure. He's yeah. a he's a tough opponent. Bo has really struggled. Uh, against Brian Ibbett. Ibbett seems to usually find a way uh, to to pull out a victory there. But we're continuing our women's tournament to determine who the number one contender for the Frog Pants women's title is going to be. And uh, it looks like it's going to be either Kim or Martha. Oh, man. Wow. So they're going to be fighting next week. That's all um, I need to She'll be home from Mississippi. I'm going to make her watch that with me. That'd be fun. And uh, and we had a uh, fantastic title match for the tag team titles at the end of the show. That's what you're showing right now. We had a surprise tag team duo of Stanley Billings and Diane Tallis challenging Patrick Beja and Randy Jordan, who are our current <laughs> Patrick Beja looks like Patrick TMS Beja. tag titles. <laughs> it's uncanny. Yeah, that, you're Patrick Beja, the face anyway. Freaking. Geez. I just I looked over at the core previous screen and I saw like. I was like, damn, he looks pretty yeah, spot on. You nailed <laughs> like it. Yeah. Nailed it, dude. That's crazy. The I'm going to say this about Patrick. Patrick is currently undefeated in frog wrestling. Really? He hasn't had a ton of matches. Yeah. He has yet to lose in a tag or singles match. He is a secret beast in this game. I, I am constantly impressed at what Patrick manages to achieve. Uh, it's frightening. It's really, really frightening. You never so. count out the French before you're done. This is the lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's, They'll come he's back. A, he's a force to be reckoned with. So yeah. 
lots of fun there to be had. I did announce, so I I don't have dates yet. This is early talk, but I'll go ahead and let people know here too. The plan. I am going to be doing a viewer Royal Rumble. And oh, the way this shit. is going to work, because the numbers are very limited, yeah. is I'm going to be selling slots to be in the viewer Royal Rumble. There's going to be a very cheap option where basically it's your name. You're going to be a ninja or something. You don't get a whole bunch of customization. You just get to be a named ninja. But there will be, you you know, there will be a more expensive tier where I'll make a custom character. Just it takes a long time. So I can't do this for everybody. It would be a lot of work. Yeah. Um. And we're going to do a viewer Royal Rumble. Uh, the winner of whoever wins that will get their own title that's going to actually be based on uh, the belt that was gifted to me as as close to it as I can get. So that'll be the viewer title. Mm-hmm. And then I think what I'm going to do, Scott, if you think if you're behind it, because I mean, you're the champ, mm. is I think whichever viewer wins the viewer Royal Rumble, I'm going to give them a title shot against you, Ah, I which love it. if they win, they're going to be a regular on the show. At that point, they have to be. They're the champion. Yeah. So uh, a lot of opportunities there for some viewers. It is one of the more requested things is like, how can I be a part of it? How can I be in this? So I want to do something like that. It's just figuring out the logistics of. How to do all of it is a little tricky. Uh, and so I will give more information when I know on that. But I would like to tell, I want to call out Unity one more and say, this is how you do a cool uh, scheme to get people involved and, and maybe a little scratch on top of it instead of screwing people over. This is a great idea. I love this. I mean, it's obviously small scale and it's John stream, but I'm just saying this is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to get uh, get people in there, and also a way to justify the amount of time it's gonna take to get people in there because it it takes a little bit. Exactly. Uh, I'm also gonna I, I'm also gonna listen to I had a, a listener suggestion a while back to do a, a video about everything that goes into character creation. I still need to reach out to Dan and see if he's okay with being the guinea pig for that. But I think he's gonna be the next person I add, and I think. He'll be the one I do the video around. Dan, Dan, the tabletop man, that, that Dan. Yeah. 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 Okay. That Dan. Yeah. He'll love it. I bet he will be all in. Uh, this is great. Always fun to get updates. The stuff is live on Twitch on Wednesdays at Craftless Rogue and then on YouTube, same name afterwards. So check it out. All right, Bo, I've been itching to hear you talk about Raven's Watch because yeah, I almost bought it. I got it. a good one this week. Holy yeah. smokes. Came out of nowhere. Tell me more. So in my uh, not playing of Starfield, I did have a craving to play something other than Starfield or Baldur's Gate 3, which I'm still playing, but mm. needed a break. Yeah. And I was shopping and I just took a chance on this. I had no idea I was going to like it this much. I just needed something new. Purchased Raven's Watch. So this is by the makers of the um, Curse of the Dead Gods, which I haven't played, but is a oh, roguelike in the I'd same love of that game. Hades. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a well-received game. Looked interesting. Missed me, but um, Raven's Watch. What is it? Well, so there's a new genre of game that's kind of coming out. Evercore Heroes is another game in the style where it's um, you know, the PVE modes in Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. So it's a game that is that, but roguelike. So basically, it's mobile-like, excuse me, mobile-like controls, except they're more V, this game has V rising, so it's WASD for movement, Mm. and then QE and the mouse buttons for abilities, 
probably adapts real good to a controller, so you don't have to do keyboard mouse. You probably do controller, but it's designed for a team of up to four players to play online together. These awesome MOBA-like heroes that have talents. Every time you level up, you get a Heroes of the Storm style talent. There's a shop. It's like a PVE environment, but you can teleport back to the shop, upgrade your talents, and get items. And you go around and you have, it's like vampire survivors in the sense that you got 20 minutes on the map, actually 18 minutes on the map to go and do objectives on the map to power up and level up, you know, as a team. After 18 minutes, you get summoned to the boss, you do the boss. Mm. The game's in early access. There's only chapter one and two in the full game. There'll be chapters one, two, three, and then a final encounter. And you might be saying, well, if you beat it once, once what happens? Well, it has also Slay the Spire Ascension mechanics. Mm. So you keep playing the game, but on harder and harder difficulties as a crew. I don't think this game is designed to be like 100 hours a week for years on end kind of game. But as a fun multiplayer experience, let me, you know, I think you probably get some really good sessions out of this. With, with you know, we enjoyed the PvE and Heroes of the Storm, but it was very basic. And this is a full-fledged, like, game. What I really appreciate about this game is that the heroes are well designed. So there's a day and night cycle, and in the video preview we're showing, I'm playing a Scarlet, who's my favorite character, and it's basically Red Riding Hood who transforms into the Big Bad Wolf at night. Mm. So now, and the Big Bad Wolf plays like Greymane. It's awesome, and the 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 her human form plays kind of like Valera. You got a little charge, you got knives, and and right now there are seven heroes in the game. I want to say. And they all play so differently. One one of them, the mermaid character, has a ball. And if you go into sing mode, then you control the ball and not her. She's stationary. And if you're about to get hit, you got to bring the ball back to her and move around. It's so creative. Like, the, the actual heroes themselves are so creative and, and fun. And each one of them, it's like Heroes of the Storm. I want to play them all because I'm like, I'm learning to be good with all of them. Like, it's... There's a I suck with this character kind of feeling, and then as you get better, you get better. Mm. Uh, you level up the heroes outside of games, which gives you access in the metagame to new talents and items as well. So there's also a progression outside the game as well as inside the game. This game is amazing. I've been playing it every day since I started playing it. It is. This is like it's not. I'm not going to say game of the year, but it's like one of the fa- my favorite things I've played all year. I really love this game and. I can only play with certain people because most of the people I play with game with games with can't play MOBA style games at all. It'd mm. have to be you and you guys and Kyle and Kristen. Um, I'm interested in this, but this I would great. love to have like you know one session is like 40 minutes. Like I've completed chapters one and two. It's it's not a long game. Like we could all get together for an hour and just play. Yeah. Um, it's super cool. I love this game. Well, a you lot. you had me at their. Pre- I mean, I absolutely love Curse of the Dead Gods. That's a rad game. Um, yeah, I didn't know that was them. Now I'm definitely getting this because they it's, really it's made, killed it's it. made with quality. Like it's a qual. Like everything seems polished. The art and animation's beautiful. All the heroes have a grim, like um, a fairy tale theme, right? Mm. It's like Red Riding Hood. Mm. Geppetto. I think you'd like Geppetto. Mm. Geppetto makes little Pinocchios, and then you use your hammer and hit the Pinocchios <laughs> into the bad guys. All right. Geppetto's awesome. Um, <laughs> there's a mermaid. There's a Alad- You can play as Aladdin. Um, and then there's like a, you know, Be- Beowulf, like there's like a Norse sword and dragon guy. He's all right. I don't really like playing him that much. Mm. There's an ice queen. The ice queen is like a, their version of Jaina, like all ice attacks. It's amazing. Really good. And um, the other hero is, oh, there's a Pied Piper. 
Oh, really? He has rat. He, yeah, he plays the he plays musical notes at enemies, and then he has rats follow him, and you command the rats to attack. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. Like the heroes. Like I'm I'm shocked that it's as good as it is. Like I thought I bought this. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna play it. Maybe probably not like it. And I can't believe how much I like the package. The only thing I'm worried about is they're only gonna do three chapters, and I'm like, I want you guys to do a thousand chapters. Maybe they'll do you know, more I, after launch or something. Yeah, maybe. And I also, I wrote a review, too, on Steam, which I normally don't do, but they responded to me as well, and they appreciated my feedback, which, you know, you do sometimes see that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it was just cool to get a developer response. Yeah. But um, I'm a big fan of this game. Like, it's, you know, it's not going to it's not gonna blow anyone's balls off or anything, but for a MOBA, like, the PvE MOBA space is not, like, something you get a lot of games in. So this is, like, definitely... From the Heroes of the Storm stuff, I'm just like, oh man, I really want this to be good, and I'd love to see lots of games like this, and I'm glad this exists, yeah. and I hope I can convince people to play with me, because it's fun. It seems great. That's Raven's Watch 1999 on Steam, and uh, right now there's a sale on their other game, that yeah, the uh, Dead Gods game. That's only six ninety nine. Do not sleep yeah. on that. That's a good deal. All right, so a few other updates, because I want to talk about Baldur's Gate 3, but I know we got to get to the break soon. Yeah. Um... The Baldur's Gate, the evil playthrough just gets better and better. Have I told you guys? I can't remember what I said last week, but Shadowheart killed Lazel, slit her throat. Good. Um, I let the goblins. I let the goblins attack. Yeah. And Will left my party, and Asterion killed Will. Jeez. So Will's dead. Oh jeez. And dang. Minthara like goes full Anakin Skywalker. If you win, like at the gate, she kills all the children. Every everything dies. Um, and who else? Someone else got pissed off during that. I lost another one. Oh yeah, Carlac. Uh, while Carlac, I didn't have to kill her. She's basically told me to f off. Like I won a persuasion, and I didn't have to kill her. But I, she's probably gonna fight me at some point, so I don't have Carlac. And it's important to know that anybody hears this thinking, I don't want to hear about this. This, these are not inevitabilities. These are bows. Your run as an evil run is going to play different than Bo's. It's really in, playing the evil one is really interesting because it changes the game so dramatically in minor ways. Like the clip, I, the reason why I shared this clip with you, Scott, is because there's a fight with some some gnolls, right? Yeah. So if you kind of go full evil and use your illithid powers, you can make the leader of the gnolls because uh, he's like he has an insatiable hunger. She needs to feed. You're like, well, feed on the other gnolls. So she'll attack. She's not your ally, but she'll attack all the gnolls. Then when all the gnolls are dead and she's done feeding, she says, I still have an insatiable hunger and I must feed. So now I'm trying to convince her to eat herself. Mm. And if you make two successful wisdom rolls, she will kill herself. Wow. And I'm like, I'm so evil. I'm just like, I'm like, you know, except Asterion's doing it, but Asterion's my brother in crime. Let me tell you. He's like, I'll bet he is. He's, into it. he's, he's basically like my brother from another mother here. Everything that's like, um, bad he wants to do. But what's interesting is the influence that your decisions have on the party members. Because in my first playthrough, Shadowheart becomes a paragon of good, like a good guy. Shadowheart in my current playthrough, A, is an asshole, mm. and B, is kind of into me really hard. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she likes men that are bad for her. Mm. 
Oh, that's why Scott, Scott's like being such a nice that's guy. That's why like, Scott's failing out so Yeah, hard. he's the now nice guy see. that the woman's like, whatever. And then she goes off to date an asshole because let me tell you, letting her kill Lazel was the best thing I ever did for my sex life. You know what I mean? Wow. Like Scott was <laughs> like, so nice to her. He got friend zoned all the way to outer space. Yeah. And like, and this is like, I, I'm not saying this as in like, I'm enjoying this or this is a good thing, but I'm just, it's a learning experience. My whole plan was Shadowheart because I bet ba- Minthera banged me and then he, she hit it and quit it. And I got to go chase her at Moonrise Towers. Yeah. She doesn't join you for act two just to let you know. Wow. I thought she was. Um, uh, but maybe later she'll join up. But, um, but, uh, Shadowheart after that was like super into bad boys and like I'm super bad. And my whole plan, because I know the whole game, I can't pretend I don't know the whole game, even though I try to make decisions like I don't know what's going to happen. My whole plan with her is to, you know, make her love me so she'll do whatever I want and then ultimately abuse her by sending her down the path of Char. And like, I don't know kind of what happens, but like I'm using her. I'm not really in love with her, but it's useful to have people who will do my bidding and I have to use honeyed words to do it. It's... And it's like, it makes me feel awful. Like, it, I'm glad I feel awful. It's a good thing, right? Like, I feel sure. Awful every time I'm in joke, but scared. sometimes I'm just like, oh man, we killed, like, we killed all the kids, right? And then so I run into Carlac, and Carlac's like, I know what you did. And she's like, you better get the fuck out of my sight. And she takes her hammer, and I win a check so she doesn't fight me. Yeah. But she hates my guts. Like, I am worse. I am, you know, and it hurts my, I'm like, oh, this hurts. Carlac, I don't like Carlac not liking me. It sucks. Yeah. You like um, her. I know. That would be the hardest thing for me. Like, I would love to see an evil playthrough. But the second, like, I either had to let Carlac die or let her down, I'd be like, oh. That's evil's it. hard gotta, in this one. uninstall the game. Because mm. it's not like you join a, it's like, it's not evil as in you join a bunch of people with different colored costumes, like, you know, the Star Wars MMO, right? I pick Sith, so I'm hanging out with dudes in black cloaks versus dudes in white and gray cloaks. Like, you know, it's like, it's the same thing, but you have to live with the shitty consequences of your decisions. Um, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, yeah, and just fun stuff's happening. I discovered... You know the Zentarim in Act One? How there's like Joe Rugen is like it's a character named Rugen. I just call him Joe Rugen, even because <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> um, you save him from the gnolls, right? But because I didn't save him, I ran away and let the gnolls kill him. Um, yeah. I got his treasure, and one of the treasures is a potion with a stopper in it that hold hides a beholder inside. Okay, so thank goodness I, we can finally talk about that. I asked you about this m- like a month ago, by the I way. I never found I it. Like, I was a good I was guy. Like, I didn't mess with this. I was so room. sad because I didn't want to spoil it. It was very early in the game, and I was like, I, I don't know if you remember, but what I asked you, I was like, hey, did you get a mysterious potion bottle? 
Oh, um, you might have. I remember. And, you might have. So I, I never got it in my first place. I can finally tell this story, especially because you said what was in it. Now, uh, it's not a yeah. spoiler for me to talk about it. Uh, I got that potion, and I failed my Arcana check to identify what it was. And I had oh. no idea what this potion was, and I was pretty, like, I had just gotten it, and I was hanging out at camp, and I was like, well, I guess let me try opening it. And I opened the potion in camp, and a friggin' beholder spawns at camp. And I was like, holy crap, yeah. what is this? <laughs> and um, the good thing, the thing that lucked out for me is I opened it at camp. And because I was at camp, all of my team was there to help fight it. You yeah. know, like you get help from everybody. But I did end up reloading that save. And there was a fight late in the game. Um that was I had a very hard time with. Uh, it was kind of resolving a major uh, storyline for Shadowheart. I think you okay. can probably infer when that was. Mm-hmm. It was like wrapping up a mystery for her. There's a fight that I just had a hell of a time beating. I don't know why. Every other fight I was stomping through, but that one I kept losing. And I was like, oh yeah, I still got that Beholder potion. And I threw it during that fight and made half the room fight a beholder for the whole thing. And that's how I ended up winning it. And it was, it was glorious. What a wonderful thing yeah. that was. Yeah, so that's why I also opened it at camp. But <clears throat> I have Scratch in this playthrough for some reason. My creepy evil guy really likes the dog. The beholder will kill Scratch first. I did the fight twice. And he'll just like instantly rail uh, the dog. Damn. Immediately. Really? And also, I'm like, this is my second playthrough. It doesn't have to be that canonical. I have a beholder bomb. I figured it out. I just reloaded the save and I'm saving it. I don't, I don't care to justify it. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. It was cool, though. Like, I'm like, it's really early in the game that you can get a beholder. I'm sure you could sneak and just throw it at any enemy you just want to pulverize without fighting it. It's kind of sick. This game's full of secrets. Yeah, it's stuff fun. you're gonna never you're gonna see your fourth time through. You'll still find things. That sounds oh, yeah. like I really. That's a really nice touch, though. But man, it was it was it's a shocking moment when you're like, "There's a ball." I thought it was gonna be a genie or a sweet NPC. I passed the Arcana check, but it doesn't tell you what's in it. It just says it's something's inside this potion. Mm. Oh, okay. So I wasn't going to get much more information. I didn't get anything. It was just like, man, it looks like a bottle. (laughs) Thanks. Great. Let's open it. This is great. This is good news. Their design or their, their take on the care, the uh, creature design for a beholder is so freaking cool. Like look at the rows of teeth on that thing. That's badass. There's so very few of them. I think in total, I saw maybe three in my first playthrough. You know, there aren't many of them. But uh, they are pretty sick. <laughs> Bill DeLong in the chat says, drop it in the grove and call it a day. <laughs> well, part of me, since it's an evil playthrough, um, I'm probably going to throw it in the public in like Baldur's Gate yeah. somewhere. Just like let one rip right in the streets. You got to, dude. You gotta- I guess it is worth. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it is worth saying before we get a bunch of corrections. It is technically a spectator, not oh. a a full beholder. Yeah, beholder is that a is going to be a creature. detail that everybody's yeah. going to get on. But yes, yeah, same principle. Yeah. Still cool, principle. right? It is still there. cool. Yeah. Uh, but awesome. uh, and yeah, yeah, that's my evil playthrough. I look forward. I probably want to do like a compilation of all the best moments and just throw that up on YouTube when I'm done. That'd it's, be great. Yeah, because most people did a good playthrough, so there's like things you're like, oh, so that's what happens. That's terrible. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's truly awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And um, the multiplayer game continues. Not much uh, to talk about there, except there was a very fun moment where our bimbo, or I should say himbo wizard, tried to enlarge someone and said, here, I'm going to help you, and then shrunk him instead. And we all laughed at him for about five, <laughs> Mike, about five minutes straight. It's pretty funny. Why? Uh, who's, wait, who's playing the wizard? Well, Mike is, but he he's like, here, let me help you. But he's so he doesn't play that many games. He might even be listening. He likes listening to core. Hi, Michael, if you're listening. Hi, Mike. Um, but he's like, here, I'm gonna help. Let me help the barbarian, and he goes to cast enlarge. I'm gonna make you bigger, and then he the barbarian shrinks, and then he's like, why? How did that happen? Ah! And we were all laughing so hard. Like such a good wizard, man. He's so good. That's great. <laughs> Love it. So it was a it was a that was a very funny moment. Our, our multiplayer game. Very nice. I'm glad that's continuing as well. Uh, yeah. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we're going to do a Dear Martha. We got some other news. Sony had a state of play today, by the way. Um, I didn't. I had no time to catch that or the and Nintendo Nintendo Direct, but, had a Direct. Yeah, there was a lot today, and it just yeah. didn't didn't fit within. I don't think they schedule. were too meaty. They had stuff, but no. you know, it's mostly stuff we knew about. There's a couple of weird standouts. We'll I think all the those. big stuff you sent to me anyways. I'm surprised you didn't watch it because you sent me the cyberpunk thing Yeah, and someone else sent me the Final Fantasy one and I'm like those are kind of the... That's, that for Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty trailer is rad. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Plus we got a text and an email and a whole bunch of calls to play at the end of the show. We got all kinds of stuff so stick around. We'll be back in about five. We'll see you then. Let's talk about eating right, eating well. And eating fast. Now, I'm not saying eat fast like, you know, scarf your food down. That's not what I mean. I mean, you want to make the food in less time. You want to have less mess. You want to have less cleanup. You want all that stuff, right? Well, that's where factor comes in. And it's fall. How do we get here so fast? And we have to face it. Fall tends to be a little busy. we got the holidays coming up. Stuff's a little nuts. So with all this busy fall season stuff already in swing, uh, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. That can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, and ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. All right? You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle goals that you might be going through. Look, level up today. Gourmet plus options. Prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. Okay? If you're looking for calorie conscious stuff, those kind of options for the busy season, trying to stay slim while the temptations all around you, try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. The September Get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply enjoy your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals prepared for you and delivered to your door ready in two minutes. No prep, no mess, no trouble. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. That's code core50 at factormeals.com slash Core 50 to get 50% off. Why wouldn't you do it? Go now. All right, we're back. And uh, thank you for your patience, everyone. We're going to continue on down the road. Real quick before we get to Dear Martha, I forgot to play this uh, earlier, but uh, my daughter works at the University of Utah in the games department. They have a whole games degree up there. She actually got one of those degrees, and she also works for them right now. And while there, 
um, somebody in the company uh, got uh, did a cameo for you know you can do that you can pay a celebrity to say happy birthday or whatever, but they got Asterian the guy who plays him the voice actor to do one for everybody there, and it was for the whole staff. But for some reason, they kept mentioning Carter a lot, or he did. Um, so I'm just going to play part of it. This is only like 13 seconds. I edited it down a little bit, but uh, check out this this Asterian call from Battle or from Baldur's Gate Three. My name's Astarian, and you must be <sighs> Carter. <sighs> Carter, <laughs> gather your party, all of you, including Carter, <laughs> and venture forth. <laughs> I thought That's that was awesome. great. I don't know why. Was very cool. Don't know why he fixated on her name, but he did. Um, okay, let's do Dear Martha. John, explain this to me, uh, because you've got something set up here today, and I don't know what it is. So, Well, we're it. going a bit long, so I think instead of turning it into a game show, which was part of the plan, mm. uh, I think I'm just going to, we're, we're just going to say it for what it is. This is the Dear Martha Core Edition. Oh. I have pulled the first theme reviews that each of us wrote in Steam. Oh no! I'm going to present those oh, today no. as Wait, a review. The now I will show? add a slight. So guess? I will add a slight guess. See if you can tell me which game you think you wrote this for. Okay, okay? Uh, I do very right. few, but it's been so long I don't remember. So this will be fun. I like. I'm this. worried. I'll, I'll start it was definitely with something stupid for me. <laughs> don't look. Don't cheat. Don't look. I'm not You'll looking. I just enough. know. I will so also gonna- say. And I feel a little bad because he's clearly already a little embarrassed by it. I do have a fourth bonus one for Bo. <laughs> I'm sure it's so. bad. I don't know what it is, but I'm just sure it's stupid. All right. Uh, all right. I'm ready to go. Here we go. My dearest Martha, seriously, one of the most addicting and fun games I've played. Yours in this life and the next, John. So that was you? That was me. That was, was my th- first re- Steam review I ever wrote. One of two. And it is for Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Really? Yeah. That's a great game. I, you know, Good good review. Good review. Yeah, I like Nothing, it. No embarrassment there. That's I also great. agree with it. It's a fantastic game. Two is also very really uh, good. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get Bo next. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> my dearest Martha, <laughs> one of my favorite games. Very immersive and fun. Play in the dark. Yours in this life and the next. Oh, oh. I know what game this is. Doom 3. Is no, it? it's not Doom it's 3. It's not Doom 3. Dead Space? Dead Space. It's Dead Space, oh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. I wouldn't I know. I had, I, it was a whole thing playing in the dark for me for a while. Really? You yeah, did I just that don't recently. do it anymore. Like, I'd black out as much as I could of the room and just monitor glow. You did that with something recently-ish, though, didn't you? What am I thinking of? I mean, we played Dead Space, but it, you know, I don't remember. You were you were in the dark in a stream for something. I don't remember what it was. All right. Oh, I know what you're. Yeah, I did. I did darken. What some was point. that? I don't remember the game. Anyway, uh, I don't remember either. All right, John, lay it on. Is this me now? This next yep. one. Okay. Time for yours, Scott. All right. My dearest Martha, simply can't beat the price. Yours in this life and the next, <laughs> Scott. And we're so oh. vanilla, dude. <laughs> so- Gosh dang it, that's lame. Okay, let me think about what that might have been. Was can you give me a year range? Like what? 
This was from June 4th, 2011. 11. Oh, wow. Can't beat the price. Was it free or something? Um, Blur. I don't, I have no idea. Blur? Blur? No, I had Blur on PlayStation 3, I think. What it? Uh, just while while Scott thinks, uh, Bo's review was from July eighth, twenty eleven, and mine was from July eleventh of twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen, boy, you held out a lot longer than the rest of us on reviews. Yes. Three years. <laughs> um, what was I playing in twenty eleven that I would have said that about the price? Uh, next hint I'll give you is you had played 9.1 hours at the time of review and you have 13.7 hours on record now on total. <sighs> and what was his review again? Very fun. Simply can't beat the price. <laughs> I don't know. I give up. I really don't know. That is your review for Red Faction Guerrilla. Oh man, oh, oh, I have that's a lot. The game you like? I have a lot that. more hours in it now because it's uh, the re- the remastered version of that. I played a ton of that thing recently, like in the last couple of years. And I don't know why I would have said the price must have been like on sale for a buck or who knows what. <laughs> you know, a timeless review can't beat the price. <laughs> yeah, a price that always go- <laughs> goes down only for a short amount of time and then goes up again. What a great review for me to tell everybody what a great price it was. Thanks, Scott. We were all new to it. Yeah, yep. I guess so. All right, that was awesome. Uh, uh, all right, one last bonus review from Bo. I Because I wanted to do our first, but I read this and I was like, I want to read this review for Bo because it's just funny. But uh, it wasn't his first, so I'm just going to throw it on here. And it goes like this. All right. My dearest Martha... Improves Arj the First, a must play. (laughs) (laughs) Yours in this life and the next. I assume it it means on the first, not Arj the First, right? That's what (laughs) it must be. That is her second review, Bo, from the same day as your first review when you reviewed Dead Space 2. Wow. Oh, it's my Dead Space 2 review? Yep, you apparently wanted to fire these off pretty quick. Because you posted both of them on July eighth. So wait, oh, maybe I was that. like maybe, maybe I was like I should review things and did a couple of reviews or something like that. Must have, yeah. I, I, That's I, Dead Space Two? Yep. They're probably what? Zodge the first. Three I think I'll bet I've done like three reviews total in the entirety of Steam. Maybe. Oh uh, no, you've done more than, than that. More than that, really? You've you've done more than that. That sir. shocks I think me. You're in double. I think you're in double digits. I believe. Oh well, then I'm mindless. Well, well clearly I'm mindless. I have it. two. Mm-hmm. I've done the one I read and one which also got read on because I wrote it as a joke for dear Martha once. Mm. You've done twelve reviews, Scott. Twelve. Jeez. Um, yep. How do you your find most these? Re- your most recent review was the Elder Scrolls Online. Where you wrote, I always come back. <laughs> That's true. <I> <laughs> a very cryptic review for Scott. Yeah, yeah, if you go to your profile page, yeah, um, I'm there now. Steam, and then you go to the right, there's it says reviews and the number. I've done 31 apparently. Uh, reviews. Oh, I did there write proves OJ the first. That's what I wrote. OJ. <laughs> oh, there it is, August 2nd. I always come back. I do remember doing that. Tavern Master. I wrote great little sim. I'm really boring on my reviews. 
Scott has wrote one long review and it's a not recommended, which honestly, that's good because if you're going to say something bad, you should at least say why. Yeah. When he wrote uh, a bad review for light cam, a hundred FPS game capture. Oh yeah. And wrote, it needs a lot of work. I think there's potential, but lots of bugs and strange behaviors. Crashing things is not unusual, and the file converter appears to be broken entirely. We'll have to see how it shapes up with updates down the road. Yeah. Uh, which I guess you did check because you had 1.6 hours at the time of review, and you made it to 1.8 hours. Yeah, so I, I tried. I checked back in. I gave up eventually. But um, boy, the one on here that makes me the saddest is I reviewed Hawken, which is no longer on Steam. I love yeah. this game. Something about it, the heft of the mechs, the strength of the maps. Don't know, but I can't get enough. I wrote in 2014. I I stand by those words. That game was rad. They gave up too quick on support. I I hate where that went. Anyway, well, that was a fun. I didn't. I, yeah. This is great. I didn't know you could even look at these. So this is great. Yeah, this is new for me too. Yeah, it's great. Little dude, little. I mean, this is why Steam just so far ahead of, on the Epic Store. They just have a billion points of data for everything. I, I love that. Um, all right, well done. Let's get to the other news of note. Got a few things here. Sony State of Play happened. Uh, brought to the brought to you by the F word. Uh, that was definitely. <laughs> I wrote a thing. that just because like two trailers in, they'd said it like three or four times. Did we see anything that jumped? For me, it was all stuff we knew about. So we didn't really seem like. And they said that for the record. They they warned us. It's not a downside to say that, but. I didn't see anything that blew my mind except maybe that weird walking simulator where you had to like make the feet move and the guy kept falling in the mud and spitting mud out. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird one to open the show with. I feel like like yeah. it made me chuckle, but I don't know. I didn't see anything that that sold me on stuff that I wasn't already sold on. Yeah. Um, you know, I obviously I'm excited for Final Fantasy 7. Um, excited for Spider-Man. They showed costumes in that game, which uh, is yeah, that looked I think great. If you're a true Spider-Man fan, you are a costume connoisseur to a degree. It's they also said it was what two times the size of the previous game, or well, the previous Spider-Man game, not Miles Morales on its own, but the Spider-Man One game, uh, yeah. doubling the size of New York. So that's kind of cool. Uh, oh, and you get there's these new web wings they showed off that let you travel much faster, so you can cover that ground better. Um, and then when did it, what was the release? Oh, February for rebirth. So yeah, look forward to that. That's a lot. I mean, that's sooner than I expected. Like, Resident I'm Evil four got surprised. Resident Evil four getting oh, that separate ways right. thing. Yeah. I've done yes. That. I forgot separate ways got announced for Resident Evil four. I nearly missed this. And this is why I forgot about it was because it was on part of the PSVR two showcase mm -hmm. showing that that game was coming to PSVR two. And I tuned out. Uh, but then they tacked on separate ways DLC for Resident Evil 4 coming out. And I was like, oh, I, oh, wait, something I care about is here at the end. Yeah. Oh, and the, um, oh, cool. the game we were talking about earlier, just for the record, is Baby Steps. It's this learn how to walk thing. And it's from that dude that made Getting Over It. That weird, like, he's in a pot with the big hammer. Yeah. It's a 2D thing. And I think he's the, isn't he the QWOP guy? From back in the day, I think it is. <laughs> he really parlayed that piece of shit into a career. Holy crap! I I don't know, man, but I think that that game. I, it doesn't look like it's for me, but I suspect a lot of your favorite streamers will probably be making content 
out of it. Probably. And Bo, for you, they did Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord VR coming to PlayStation. Yeah, that's coming to Quest oh, it is? as well. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not exclusive. The Resident Evil one, I think, is going to be an exclusive, though, which it does look interesting. You know, yeah. like, mm, but yeah, not, I'm not spending $1,000 when I already have a headset. I'll be playing Bulletstorm VR. There you go. Which I don't, did we talk about that? We think we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That that that's coming up for me for later. They also did a uh, Nintendo Direct, or I should say, Nintendo did um, the biggest announcement from that for me is Paper Mario Thousand Year Door for the GameCube is getting an HD uh, remake remaster. I love that game, love that game. So that's cool. Um, and they got a new Mario versus Donkey Kong coming out. Which is uh, there was an old GBA game. Isn't it a remaster? Is it a also remake? a remaster? Let's see here. Did, did you guys mention it's the remake of the original game released in two thousand four? So it is a remake. Oh, there yeah, it is. Okay, it's also a remake. It's a lot of remakes and stuff. Like not to say that it's bad. Obviously, I'm really really excited for Super Mario RPG, which is a, a remake as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that looks great. They are making some slight modifications to it, so. You know, that I think that's a cool thing to play with too. Uh, there was the Princess Peach game, which is an original game, but I it almost feels like this is the most. I mean, we already know that devs are getting looks at what the Switch 2 is, and we've been talking about it a little bit week to week. This is maybe the most evidence that we're getting close to Switch 2 business because, yeah, it was just like. We're remaking a bunch of stuff, enjoy it. We're uh, we're busy over here with other things, yeah. Um, just trying to see if there's anything else that jumped. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, bunch of JRPG stuff as well. War Tales is coming to Switch, which I thought was a fun little. I mean, I'm, I don't think I need to buy it on there, but I thought it was interesting. Anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is I a was, weird, weird port of that. I like right? that game a lot. <laughs> yeah, need to get back to it. It's another amazing one. Technically released this year, right? Out of one Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a 1.0 this year. That's right. And it's still a really good game. It's just been upstaged by Diablo Four and et cetera, et cetera. But um, well, the one that I got the most excited about was the Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty launch trailer. It's a story trailer, and it looked freaking great. Um, Even if you don't like the game, just a good bit of cinema, I suppose, hell, like just a nice yeah. little trailer. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah. You got Idris Elba's uh, computer version of himself in here, and uh, there's a bunch of story. It seems like there's some double-crossing going on, to say the least. I mean, it's made me really interested to start knowing about the story. Like, they have alluded to it being, like, a government plot and, you know, in previous trailers, but this is, like, actually a bit of concrete story. It's seven years ago. He's leaving the city, Mm -hmm. getting free, and he gets betrayed at the last second. Fast forward seven years. And a rocket flies at the president's spaceship. Yep. You know, and I'm like, what's going on? What's the story? I'm like, I'm really like, this is a good hook. Yeah. I'd watch and this the movie. Mocap. Yeah, yeah. Like it like it's Idris, but like you know it it's cur- computer graphics, but like god damn, it's like well done. Like yeah. it's it is insane. Like yeah. it doesn't even it doesn't even lightly rub the uncanny valley. Like mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. watched it and was like, oh, it's Idris Elba. But I also knew it was CG. But I also was just like, no, it's just it's just Idris Elba. We're we're like, like in it's the really weird. Yeah, we're in the Candy Mountain now. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah candy. the Candy Mountain. <laughs> it's cool though because like he's got that smirk, not scor- kind of squint thing he does. 
with his face. It's just they've tried, they've they've like nailed almost every facial muscle. <laughs> like it's so hard to tell. It's really you can good. still tell, but it's like it's good as I've ever seen it. You know. Yeah. Anyways, I loved it. Oh, I, and, I mean, I, like they convey so much emotion from the face, which is hard to do. It's it you know if you're a you're a good actor, you can do it in real life. But this is like not only it's not only that, but it's also animated, and it's still like you can see so much on his face that's telling this story mm-hmm. through just expression. Like it's really, really good. It's shockingly even well on the, the the Netrunner's face too. It's a Miso, I think her name is, or something like that. Or Somi, because mm-hmm. um, there's betrayal cut brewing, and you can kind of see it. In the face, and the like, it's well written. Well, act- <laughs> you want to say it's well acted. Like, if these are performers, like, very convincing. It is, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, because you see the micro expressions as you know what's going on before the character does. And they're almost like a hint of satisfaction in her face when she does it. She's like smiling, but like, they see the context is like they're friends or close, or you know, it's a betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And he doesn't have a clue. And then as he's piecing it together, just that part two where he tries to leave and he's like, what's going on? Yeah. The encounter at the end's brutal. It's just so good. It's real cool. For So just so people don't get all weird about it, it's pre. this is a pre-rendered trailer. I do not expect this no, level of detail in the game, but yeah, just so people. They had one for launch too. It's one it's that it's the DLC version of that. It's the marketing trailer. Yeah. It's really good. Though. And it looks awesome. I'm very excited about that. What's the date on that anyway? Uh, uh, like a week or two. Like, yeah, it's like isn't Soon. it like next? Oh well, the the two update they confirmed is coming on the twenty first. Yeah, which is like a week. And I would assume yeah. that is either. But Phantom right Liberty before is, or is yeah. in September sometime. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, two is definitely this uh, month. September twenty sixth. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay, so the two update is going to be on the twenty first. That is in one week. And if you're playing Cyberpunk, you'll get all the stuff that's going to be in that. And then the following Tuesday is when the expansion itself hits. So you have 12 days to finish Starfield, do the new game plus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this might be the thing that peels me away a bit because I am very excited about this. If anything, Starfield's helped fuel my excitement because there's a lot. There's some parallels. When I go to Neon, I'm like, ooh. Cyberpunk. I just want to know. Neon the looks like I loaded up Cyberpunk suddenly in a little the middle bit. of the game. Like, yeah. It genuinely feels like playing that that game. Especially on my TV, there's it's really good. Um what, what's the color thing? Um HDR color stuff, and it really pops and it, you immediately go, Oh my gosh, is is uh John Wick gonna show up and yell at me? Is Johnny Silverhand gonna be all pissed? It feels like that in there, but yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a game. Now, there were parts I wasn't, but a game I was so wrong about than Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Well, we were all... What we played finally was a lot better than what we would have played day one. Yes. Like, that's why I say I can't can't just be like, wow, what a immediately wrong opinion. Like, there was credibility to it, but I thought that I through the bugs and through the issues knew what was there. And that part I was wrong on that game is genuinely something real special. Now we normally don't like talking about phones, but Apple did an event and they showed off native gaming on the iPhone specifically, uh, dead or, uh, speaking of resident evil four that's on their remake. Anyway, uh, they showed, uh, assassin's creed, the new one, mirage, uh, death stranding, 
the thing is beefy. It can run these games and do so well. Um, it's not surprising given how well other ARM chips are doing in the world right now, like stuff that's on the Steam Deck and the M1, M2 based Macs are really fast. So it doesn't surprise me that this is happening. I still don't want to play those things on a phone, but they're coming for those who do. So um, this touchscreen controls were not discussed on stage because I'm sure it's a nightmare from hell. Because think about what all those games use, all those buttons and stuff and triggers and everything. However, Bluetooth controllers and whatever the new, this thing is USB-C now, so that'd have to be a new one, but the new, um, what are they called? Backbones and stuff. Backbone? Yeah, yeah, those will all do it. So something to look forward to if you're a big phone gamer. Uh, the quick follow-up, I put this in here today because I just noticed it in Steam when I launched it today. Spice, Dune, or Spice, Dune Spice Wars came out in, out of Early Access 1.0. I'm excited to get back in there and see what they've done. There's some consternation on the site that the devs didn't include a full campaign as promised, but the devs mm-hmm. are saying, well, no, the plan was we were we were gonna we're gonna give that, but it's gonna come over time. So there's some confusion between the devs and the the audience, and I don't know who's you know who's right or whatever. I mean, but, I'll tell you my hot take on it. If you're gonna call your game 1.0, it should be feature complete. It should be what whatever you promised in your in your whatever you promised should be there. Yes, yeah. I agree. If they if they if there's confusion about what they promised, that's a different issue, and you know I'd have to see what that means, but. But if they said, hey, we'll have a full campaign and it's not there at launch, I think that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, then you're not at 1.0 yet. You're at 1.0 when the game is complete and it is out. I want to play that game doesn't mean you can't patch it. doesn't mean you can't fix it. doesn't mean you can't add to it. But if you're going to tell me that the game is out, then it needs to be complete. Or say, we couldn't do it. Here's what we have. You know, something... Messaging just needed to be better, I think, is what needed to happen here. <laughs> Scott's like, or not. Or, well, no, I mean, yeah, they I'm, should. I, John's well, not I'm wrong. drawing a very hard line in the sand, and Scott's softening it up for him. But I think if you say, like, I think the closest to acceptable is what Blizzard did with, um, with StarCraft. The game hadn't come out yet, and then they said we're dividing it into two expansions. And even that, or, you know, three games total. Nah, I didn't love that Even either. that... It was a little weird, but you know, at least you weren't you you weren't putting it out as early access and all of that. It get, it gets muddy, but I think that if you if you're gonna say 1.0 release, let's all celebrate and do it, and your game isn't complete, then you're chasing numbers for being 1.0, and you're not actually releasing a game, which is what that 1.0 should symbolize. That's fair. I can't argue with that. I think I think that's fair. I am going to install it and check it out and see what's up. I already owned it, so we'll see what's up. Uh, Xbox launched Game Pass Core. Kind of buried this story, but it's kind of a big deal. It is uh, essentially replacing games with gold. It's a more suitable to where things are at right now kind of solution. Um, oh, man, this website Have they sucks. contacted us about the royalties for using our show name? And uh, yeah, I was going to ask you guys how you felt about Core getting used I want I want 20 cents per install. <laughs> I mean, I will say they're not fully capitalizing the Core, right? So there, no. there is that piece of branding they're ducking. Yeah, it's not we so bad. We all know that Core Us is all caps. That's right. just a, that's a fact. It's always been that way. Yeah, but, they're lowercase uh, Core, those and, bastards. You know, Phil continues to pretend like he doesn't listen. But uh, real quick to steal that name. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the idea, though. Xbox Series S, X, and Xbox One players will have access to 
this tier, and this tier includes, is it 36 games? can't remember the, no, yeah, 36 games available at launch, and it's a big smattering of games. The price is $9.99. This is uh, like an equivalent to what you get with PlayStation Plus Basic. It's similar to that if you're trying to look for a comparison, if you're not sure what this means. It includes a ton of games uh, like Among Us, Astroneer, Celeste, Dead Cells, um, the Dishonored games, Doom, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Forza Horizon 4, um, Halo 5, a ton of stuff, plus a bunch of third party. So 36 games. None of them are Starfield. Um, they may be, it may be one day, but it's like, you know, Sony had, Sony had, um, Spider-Man in theirs and then took it out. So it's not un, unheard of to not have your hot business in your low tier. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's actually a decent entry level. I don't think it sounds too bad. Um, there are 400 games in game pass ultimate or the next level of game pass. So, uh, if you're looking for quantity over these, I would probably go with that anyway, nine bucks a month, uh, six 99 in euros or no, sorry, pounds in the UK. And, uh, there you have it. All right. Uh, that's it for extra news. Let's do a little correspondence. That's a good question. Here's an email. Uh, for Bo, mostly. Hi. Hello. In honor of Bo going full-time in October, I'd like to officially petition to refer to this October as Octoberfest. I think I said it right. Love you guys. Love the show. Thanks for all you do, Matt. What do you think, Bo? Octoberfest. Well, talk to the calendar committee of the world and get them to change it. Excellent. I mean, how do we change the calendar? Like, who's in control of it? Uh, the Jesuits. That's who started it back in the uh, <laughs> 18... Like, we just really all got to call these months the months they are. What if we need to change the name? We when did the, Gre- the Gregorian calendar happen in, eight, like, 1580s? That's how old it is. And it yeah. was... A, I mean, we can keep a, the system. I just mean, you know, what if... Uh, Exxon Mobil wants to sponsor the month of September. Can oh, we call it no. Exxon Mobil September now? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bo. No. Court Bo showed up at the end to give him bad ideas. <laughs> well, I mean, if we can call it, if we can call October October, then we can definitely call, uh, you know, December Activision Blizzard December. <laughs> sure. Why not? ABK December. I'm just, you know, making jokes. I thought yeah, we would I love get, that. Thank you. I thought we'd have more de- de- details. Blah, I can't talk on the final signing of the contract and the ABK thing going through, but I feel like we haven't heard anything. It's weird to me. I think it's like we're getting closer. If it's like it's behind the scenes business now happening, like Must I'm assuming be. it's done. Pretty much done. Yeah. Because wasn't there, there was one thing. Just Didn't real quiet. Phil Spencer just make take shots at Bobby Kotick somewhere in the press? Maybe we covered it already. Did he? I don't remember talking yeah. about that. Yeah, at Gamescom, someone was like, you know, Blizzard or whatever, and Phil's like, well, I run everything. Something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you didn't hear about this. I don't remember. Well, I, I, I know think we, we talked made, about it on the show. Did we? Okay, we might Pretty have sure talked about did. it. We did. Yeah, I don't remember this I at all. I don't know, but I know at Gamescom there was an interview. It wasn't directly, but there was a question about the leadership at ABK, and Phil was like, "Well, they're part of Microsoft now, so they'll do what Microsoft wants, or something like that. Damn. Something like that." All right. Well, shots yeah. fired then, I guess. Um, but, um, yeah. Here's a here's a text we got from an anonymous listener, 801-471-0462, you know, the infamous 10 hams number. And uh, he said this, hey, core crew, I have never played Half-Life 2. That is all. That's okay. Is that oh, you okay? never played Half-Life 2? 
I mean, I would want to play Half-Life 2. No, well, perfect. This is perfect. You can now play it in, in VR. Oh. Get yourself a VR headset. Wow. Play Half-Life 2 <laughs> oh, VR. God. And then you can play it. The VR2 VR modders are working on the RTX upgrade. So wait till the RTX reshade or whatever they call it is done. Yeah. And get the best possible version of Half-Life 2. It's great in VR. It's a good Half-Life 2 is a great VR mod. Yeah, two very different answers from John saying that's fine, and Bo saying, "Let me tell you how you can spend five hundred dollars on this video game." You should buy. Maybe don't buy a Quest Two. Maybe wait for Quest Three. But and but it's worth it. Yeah, and then play Alex. Just have five hundred bucks at the handy for this thing you've never played. Be ready. I mean, it's save it. It's coming out next summer probably. You got time, so save your De Niro and get it. Callus guy in the chat says he's playing it right now. Sorry, sorry. I've had a lot of bad hot takes this episode that I'm sure I'm not going to hear anything about. So here's another one. All right. You don't have to play Half-Life 2. Oh, I don't know about that. You don't. I mean, if you've never just played saying, it. If you want to experience a part of gaming history, that's not a bad one. If you okay. want to, sure, go ahead. But if you're, if you're doing it simply because you haven't, you don't need to. Well, he said he's never played it that is all. So maybe that is the end all be all of his intent here. <laughs> yeah, you so, know, he's already you know, not going to play it. I don't know. I'm just saying if he's going to play it, there's a better there's a better way to play it than vanilla is all I'm saying. Well, That's yes, probably is a good point. And it doesn't look great anymore like it used to. But I still think it's such a singular experience. I'd love that I think game. it's probably going to look good with the RTX business, though, right? Yeah, like it does. Whole, yeah. I wish yeah, and the fact that that version's available for the VR mod is going to be even better. Yeah. Um, just yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. But that um, AI texture re re or uh, upres stuff looked really. Good. Another thing, uh, just to mention, it was Steam's 20th anniversary this week, That's right. and there were a few good sales. Portal One and Portal Two were on sale for a dollar. Half Life Two cost you a dollar. Maybe buy it for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, like, you would. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buy it. Like, <laughs> yeah, just get it. By the way, we are only a month away. No, I'm sorry, two months away from both the uh, Nintendo DS 20 year anniversary and World of Warcraft official release anyway 20 year anniversary. Big anniversaries wow. coming out. Yeah, yeah. Well, twenty years is it's a big. I've been whoop. thinking about. Oh, that's next uh, year for I WoW. Mean, I had that wrong. Actually, it's next year for both. Twenty twenty four, November that year. God, Sorry, Scott. Sorry, it's a whole other yeah, year. Yeah. You will never be known as the Nostradamus <laughs> of your time. <laughs> You're not wrong. I can't argue that one either. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thank still, you, everybody. It's a big year next year. Twenty twenty four is shaping up to be a big year in gaming too. Yeah, we're about to have not not, not for Rick Rick Riccatello, but for everyone else. <laughs> Rick, you got it. It's Riccatello, not Rick. He Atello. got it right at the end. Yeah, it's Rick Riccatello. No, no it's Rick, not. Rick, Rick, Rick Riccatello, like a, like it's on a scratch deck. Rick I see Riccatello. you were saying like Rick last name Atello is what you were doing, but his Don real name is John Riccatello. John with an H. Don Riccatello, got it. Yeah, Don. That's it. Uh, all right. That's it for your emails and your texts. And again, uh, talk to the court gmail.com for those emails and 801-471-0462 for your phone calls. And, uh, you can do voicemails as well. Speaking of which, I'm going to play a bunch of voicemails at the end of the show that are just kind of good. They're a little longer, so a little less perfect for the show, but, uh, they kind of pile up over time. I don't like to have them go to waste. So we're going to play them there. It's lots of good recommendations. So make sure you check those out and listen today, uh, to those extra calls, which I'll play right after our music rolls. 
Um, in the meantime, I want to thank everybody who joined us on Patreon this week, like Pale O'Rocco, Wayne Norton. That's real close to no. Wayne Newton. That'd be cool. Uh, ask your parents. Uh, go, uh, <laughs> Gary Turner and uh, let's see, D. How would you say D V N A? Devin. Devin. Maybe Devin. 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 And then Andy Devin, LJ. Devin, but you lose interest slightly at the end. Yeah, it kind of peter out. Uh, peter out also, and Andy LJ. They're here as well. <laughs> peter out became a patron. Great. Yeah, right then at that minute. That's a great minute. name. If someone was called Peter out, Peter that'd out. be awesome. Yeah. Out a last name. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You could spell it differently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is. Scott's it is. It is. Anything it is. can be a last name. Why not? Why not? But what's a good, you could spell it different. You just got to get creative with the spelling. That's all. But like you can call your kid Peace, and then you're like, my name's Peace Out. <laughs> peace Out. The Out family name was found in the U.S. and Canada between 1840 and 1920. The most Out families were found in the USA in 1980. <laughs> yeah, oh, how many awesome In Canada, they're called make? the Oots. <laughs> Oots. Yeah, Peter Oot. <laughs> Peter Oot. What, what other good Out stuff is there? In and Out. Um, um, Kevin Out. No. Kevin Out. <laughs> John out. That's what Kevin says when he made his point. Kevin out, and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's lots of fun you can have with a last name of out. That's amazing. Uh, anyway, all these guys are awesome, and uh, we have great patrons. I really appreciate everybody in there. You get no commercials ever. You get pre-show content every week, monthly benefits, stuff in the mail, all kinds of reasons to join. You just got to go read about it at patreon.com slash core show. And now, oh, frogpants.com slash core for everything else. Uh, let's throw it over to grandma who's probably kept track of the games we played today, which shouldn't be hard. It's like a smaller list. So, so fast grandma, what would you say we did today? I don't know how a smaller list somehow translated to an even longer show than you usually do, (laughs) but somehow you've achieved it. If you're wondering what all the whinging was, it was the boys talking about Starfield. That was the main game topic that they had through most of the show. If John was upset or Scott was in love, probably Starfield they were talking about. (laughs) Scott also seemed to find time to Fay Farm. That's F-A-E, as in the Feywilds, where elves and stuff come from. John continued to do wrestling things. You know about it. If you don't, just listen to this part of the last show. It's every week. Uh, Bo played Raven's Watch. That was the game that was MOBA-like. So if you were like, he talked about a MOBA. It's Raven's Watch. And then he played Baldur's Gate 3. Thank God one of them's still talking about it. (laughs) How else are they going to justify a game of the year if they don't keep this up another couple of weeks? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep, you're right. All this is correct. Uh, oh, what? Wait. Oh, you did say that one. That's it. No, Gram- that's it. Grandma out. Grandma out. Uh, the rest of us also out. I hope you guys have a great gaming week. We'll be back next time with more. We'll see you then. Get more at frogpants.com. Adios, nice city. Hey, Scott Bowen John. This is Colin from Seattle calling in for the core show. Y'all talking about Baldur's Gate 3 and how uh, Bo sort of feels like it's suddenly sort of slowly turning into a dating sim, but slowly not at the same time. Reminds me of actually my time in college, but don't slow down, it's not going to be like that, but in college my roommate said, hey man, you should play this game, Persona 3. It's like during the day, 
dating sim at night Final Fantasy dungeon crawling. And I turned to him and I was like, come on, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play this dungeon crawling, the, the dating sim. It's not for me. Well, turns out, I got so hard sucked into that dating sim portion of the game, I spent zero hours of the time in the dungeon crawl, which is what you need in order to gain experience to level up, and there's a timeline to this, like a monthly timeline, I got to the end of the month, and oh, wouldn't you know it, a boss shows up, and I'm like level one going up against a level ten boss, and I had to start the whole game over again and do better time management because I want to date everyone. At the same time, I've got to get back to my grind and do my XP leveling. Anyway, just made me think about that. Have y'all ever had a game that you played that just started off as one thing and just totally morphed to another that you didn't realize but still had an excellent time with? Love the show, y'all. Cheers. Hi, Scott, John, and Bo. It's Stefan here. I'm calling you from a beach in Italy. The sun is shining. Uh, there's a party going on behind me. Uh, the beer is flowing like wine. Uh, vibes are good. So to keep those vibes going, I had a question about whether we should think that things are getting better. What with Elden Ring and Baldur's Gate 3 and Zelda 2 all launching without a hint of microtransaction or pay to win all launching as far as I'm aware on time or on time-ish and without any jank um, and all from companies who uh, we think are okay so I guess my question is maybe the good guys are going to win this one and people are going to realize that quality comes first. What do you guys think? <laughs> All right, let's try that again. This is for Core. I am calling to tell you guys a story. I just heard John mention the name GoldenEye and talk about great first-person shooters. So I figured I'd tell you a funny little story about playing GoldenEye with one of my best friends when I was younger. We were playing, just the two of us with some AI bots on some map, shooting each other, having a good old time. And there's a character named Pussy Galore in the game. And for some reason, it was the funniest thing. He, My buddy kept saying, Pussy, 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 when running around and shooting her. I literally pissed my pants four times in one night while playing that game. I, I kept running to the bathroom and getting new pairs of pants. And, you know, I thought, oh, shit, I, I pissed myself. I, I better go to the bathroom. And get it all out so it doesn't happen again but it happened three more times after that anyway uh looking forward to starfield and hearing you guys talk about that more fucking love the show see ya scott oh our boy marty just joking john love you just having fun um i just wanted to uh throw my two cents in regarding the uh Comparison between Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield that uh, John and Scott were, were kind of have it on the show. There is, I think there's plenty of reason you can say, well, you know, because I played Baldur's Gate first, Starfield feels X, Y, or Z. But I think you're overselling the impact of Baldur's Gate. I think Starfield, it's a fine game. They just made some really weird decisions with, with especially around the menu system. Um, it, it's, it's so, it's so overbearing. Um, the, the thing that, that really stuck in my, my crow was when, uh, uh, John was talking about the, the flying ability. And I remember in Mass Effect, 
at least, and Mass Effect is 15 years ago at this point. God, I feel old. Um, Mass Effect is you you touch that computer, um, and and you got the star chart, and it was interactive, and you felt like a pilot back in 2008. And somehow in 2023, Bethesda made a less immersive version of that. If they had just made, uh, you know, even even if it was from the ground, um, and, and you hit, you know, takeoff instead of cockpit takeoff, I think that would feel more immersive to me than the system they have now. It's just really weird. It. It's a great game. I'm really enjoying it. But it's definitely some puzzling decisions in there. Um, anyway, guys, one of the highlights of my week, this show is so much fun. Um, the three of you, your your energy, your banter, it's like I'm a friend of yours, and we're all just shooting shit about video games, and, and I think that's the charm of it. So really, guys, great job. Keep it up. Happy to be a patron, uh, and uh, we'll throw the old TMS quote in there. Love the show, though. Nick from Springfield. My dearest Scott, Bo, and John. Hey, y'all, this is Kirk, a.k.a. Centrifuse. I'm all caught up on podcasts right now, so I'm finally going back and listening to the Gamescom co-stream. And Scott and John were uh, horribly confused about the statement made by one of the Call of Duty developers, rightfully so. Uh, I actually have clarity for this, so I thought I'd share it with y'all. When they used the phrase direct sequel... What they're talking about is how in the past when they've released Call of Duties, it's been like a Modern Warfare game, and then a Black Ops game, and then a Modern Warfare game, and then a Black Ops game, and then, you know, like, it's never the same entry in the series back-to-back, but this year is going to be the first year that a Modern Warfare game is followed by another Modern Warfare game. That's all that was meant to mean. Um, It's silly. It's stupid, especially considering the fact that Modern Warfare 2 was actually supposed to be a two-year game for the first time ever, and we were supposed to expansion or DLC or something this year. And then they turned the dime on that and decided, no, we're just going to make a new game. So Modern Warfare 3 now. Um, yeah, it's very bizarre. Hope that helped out. Love the bow, though. Bye. Hey, Scott and Bo and John. This is Eric. I was listening to episode 382. Scott was talking about Xenotilt. Um, he said he loves video pinball. I had to recommend, if you haven't tried it, Star Wars Pinball VR. Uh, amazing virtual reality pinball in the Quest. Uh, really does a lot of stuff you couldn't physically do in real life. It's, it's epic to have Darth Vader standing next to you. There's mini games. There's all kinds of stuff. Very cool representation of pinball and has 10 of the Star Wars pinball tables that have been done throughout history. Look into it if you can. Love the show. Bye. Hey, this is Jay-Z calling for the Chord Crew. I think that Bo might still be playing Marvel Snap. I don't know if Scott and John, either of you are, but I wanted to let you guys know that they have finally updated that atrocious music. Um, So the current season is uh, Loki-themed because that second season of that show is coming out. So they have updated the music to fit with that. And then they've said that they're doing um, different music on basically a monthly basis to coincide with the the new seasons that roll around about every four to five weeks. So, um, like, I know the next season after Loki is going to be, I think, supposed to basically a Halloween season. So they've got spookier cards, kind of like Man-Thing, Werewolf by Night, Elsa Bloodstone coming out. So should probably be kind of some 
some <clears throat> music that's appropriate for that. But I think it's kind of interesting that they're going to be doing monthly uh, songs. Um, I think that's a bit more of a committal to the audio side of things than I would have expected from them. But I don't think anyone was super fond of that original launch music, so I'm not necessarily surprised that they replaced that. But um, I don't think this is obviously a make-or-break thing for anybody, but just wanted to tip you guys off um, that you can turn your sound back on when you play Marvel Snap now. Okay, thanks. See you guys.